and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we provide deep dives, fundamentals, and overviews of tabletop playing games, and we comment on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. I am John Maxley Schlow, your favorite budgeon, critic, judge, and execution. Along with me as usual is our resident mutant animal, Brad <laughs> Dog Grissomer. <laughs> yes, I did it! I went there. You had no control over that. How are you Damn today? it. I'm okay. I'm doing well. Uh, it's still a little hot out. Don't like it. Summer. Summer sucks. I like spring. I like fall. I I even like winter most of the time. Summer. Too much sun. This this tan right here. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's trying, to, ah, color, look, he's trying oh, this, to color correct himself. Yeah, color correcting is bad. This this tan right here. Forty six years in the making. You know how I did that shade <laughs> staying inside staying under trees yeah i'm, I'm actually tan this is the tannest i've been since i was a kid what look at that beautiful baby white skin um, and yeah i couldn't hear you for a second you you got really low when we started no, no, no. I, I was just kind of whispering to myself about chat yeah, Nora said, hobby as a whole, deep rabbit hole. What a theme yep. for today. Rabbits. You're going to like the rabbit part. We're going to have great times on that. Um, I don't think that's this week. Oh, I'll have to wait till next week for the rabbit. Dang it. It's Sunday. Have you tithed? Um, oh, yeah, speaking so of speaking of tithing, we had our first. Uh, it was it was the first one, right? Yesterday. Oh, apparently your alcoholism's kicking in. Yes. Day before yesterday, this uh, the the, the last Friday of the month, member only stream. Members only stream. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was our first. Okay, just want to make sure I didn't miss one. But uh, yeah, we we had a uh, we had we had some people, we had some members there, and uh, they got they got free stuff if they wanted it. If you want free stuff too, become a member. A free news. They got free. Uh, well, kind of talked about possible upcoming giveaways. Uh, we talked about a bunch of things. I still haven't talked to Heathen Dog yet about how he's going to give away some video games. Okay, but I'm going to give away video games too, apparently. But that's okay because we got a lot of them. They might be a couple of years old now. They've been sitting in the queue for a little bit from back hey, in the old live stream days. But better than Pong? Yeah, uh, we're good. What do you mean? I I love a love Pong. Matt Crafty got free stuff. Look at that. No man, not nah, no, no, no. <laughs> Well, 
Depends on how many members we have. And... No. Oh. <laughs> Crafty got free stuff. And uh, Hugh, who is from Australia, he got some free stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were offering all types. I wasn't even yeah. offering it this time, which is awesome. No, you weren't doing Yeah. Victor yes. Gorchev. Don't let the name fool you. Very buff. Uh, stay buff marshmallow man as his picture. Dutch. Don't don't let don't let his name fool you. <laughs> okay. Keep speaking Russian. Uh so yeah, who do we have here? Edge of time for coffee, legged frog, crafty, of course. Thank you, crafty. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. It's because I'm not talking. I'm looking over at my other screen. If I, I'm cutting out, although I did notice that on um, the members only thing, I was, my volume was acting a little funny, at least at the beginning. So I wonder if that's a stream aired thing or my mic's going out finally. Had it a bunch of years. Because this mic, I should be able to talk over here, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, uh, at my at my last uh, doctor's uh, visit was uh, I, I go every year. I know, I know a, a lot of Americans don't do this, but I go every year for a checkup. I know it's shocking. You do too. Okay. Yeah. Get the whole, you know, free. I like free. preventative medicine. I don't like being sick. Yeah. There you go. Right. I mean, <laughs> it, it is now free with every single healthcare plan, no matter how shitty it is. You get a free once a year checkup. Because they realize they could keep the the premiums the same. And if you go get that checkup, chances are you're not going to be sick the rest of the year and they make more money. Yeah. So that's good. So, yeah, I I get the checkup and and the doctor always asks you, okay, how many drinks a week do you have? I told her and he's like, I'm going to need you to take a B vitamin supplement every day. (laughs) Like, why is that? Eh, It's for the alcohol. (laughs) Like, okay, thanks. I always get the uh, how many how many uh, uh, servings of vegetables per day. I give that answer like maybe you should look up certain word, words like beans, carrots. They exist. I'm like, no, they, don't. they are. Yeah, they do. No, not real words. You don't need to eat tomatoes. Look, if I want to eat a vegetable, I'll go to the crayon box. I'll turn into a marine and I'll just start eating crayons. Yes, I'm from Minnesota. I say crayons, not crayons. Yes, you do. No, I I, I make sure to have vegetables in every meal just because of the kid you have to I, you have to set an example <laughs> exactly exactly i've i have a 10 year old and we have vegetables for every dinner eat your vegetables and he has no problem he's actually good with eating vegetables so you know whatever oh yeah w- watching us fail to escape the small moon now th- this was the the saturday stream last night on, on twitch and the challenge was to create a uh, a capital ship and leave the solar system in two hours we failed we failed badly but the reason we failed is because there's a small setting in the server that disables uh point of interest regeneration and if i had that disabled i could have salvaged that uh, that wrecked ship in in uh in the asteroid field and gotten a warp drive gotten a warp a warp fuel tank gotten like 20 thrusters off that damn thing and we would have succeeded because I'd have dumped all of that into into the blueprint and bam. Ship. Because all of those take exotic materials and the exotic materials is what we were lacking. So we would have won. But 
I didn't set the server up right. So it was a failure from jump before we even started. We did not gloss over your donation suggestions. Everyone here, like, 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 uh, like I said, you know, church, uh, the uh, church of myth, you tithe to it and uh, no, good was, things will happen to start you. start talking about it when I was going to, when I had my turn to speak and I was going to mention that he was on the Friday chill. Yeah, good and bad things will happen to you. I promise. If you tithe to us, things will happen to you. And if you become Not a necessarily member. necessarily because of the tithe, though. No, because of the tithe. Yes. I don't want I don't want somebody to stub his toe and then sue us. Because I tithe. Cursed me. Hey, you know what? That the that means uh institutionally the uh the law has to has to, you know, acknowledge curses exist. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> We're actually square. And if you become a member, not only will things happen to you, you'll get free stuff, which is a good thing. So there you go. Oh, there we are. Matt, guess what? No soup for you. <laughs> guess what? The, the uh, soup Nazi gives us five bucks. And I will tell you right now, Matt, things will happen to you because of that tithe. Are they good? Are they bad? Can you blame us for it? No. Because I'm you know not why? Because kind of everything we do, random rules. Exactly. Random <laughs> rules, baby. Random rules. Thank you for the five, uh, well, four ninety nine, yeah. one cent short of $5. Just couldn't squeeze in that actual... Actually, I think that's because of the difference between tablet and uh, PC. I get that on my tablet all the time. It'll be like four ninety nine, the one ninety nine, the four ninety nine, or whatever. But if I do it from PC, I get five dollars and two dollars. Like, why is there a one cent difference between the two? Uh, it's probably a Android, Android, or or iHippy tax. That might be. Well, iHippy tax is like thirty percent on top of the thirty percent YouTube does. That's why <laughs> you hear a lot of YouTubers say, "Please don't donate from from iPad. Just do anything other than that." Mail me money, please. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> uh, and then there's tax on top of that. So when somebody donates like $5 off a of hippie, uh, it's like, okay, so I lose 60% off the top right there and it gets taxed. Thanks. It's a thought that counts. All right. Um, any, anything else happened? Anything good, bad, otherwise happened for you in the, in the nerdosphere? No, no. Not since last week. It's been uh, it's been pretty uneventful. I mean, uh, uh, tomorrow, sometime sometime tomorrow during the day, I got to clean the gutters because that's home ownership. It's how it works. Gutters. But not doing that today. <laughs> we uh, see in Alabama, we just lose our roofs every twenty thirty years, so the gutters get replaced then. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. Well, here, here, if you don't clean them, you get weed trees. The things oh, yeah. start growing in the gutters. Yeah. yeah. Here, here, that that like ten feet off off the ground puts you even closer to the sun, and that's kind of like the temperate between the temperate zone and death. So nothing grows in the gutters. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and Matt, Matt says get gutter screens. Gutter screens. There, there are, uh, there are, uh, gutters in my neighborhood that have gutter screens on them but they still get weed trees because all it needs is a little bit of blockage and then dirt will grow and then a seed will plant and you still get the weed trees. It's easier to clean. You just kind of scrape it off. You know, it's easier to clean, but you still got to get up there. So if I'm up there anyway, what, why am I going to pay a couple hundred bucks to get gutter screen? Screw that. <laughs> we don't even have gutters. I know we don't. You don't even have gutters. What? Rain just falls off, man. I don't know if it's because of hurricanes or what. I don't know. All right. 
We don't have basements either, and that just drives me crazy. I, I hate not having a basement. Yeah, it's, a southern, it's a southern thing, dude. Yeah. It's like one of the few southern things that I look at and go, you're all weird. Get my basement. Especially since, hey, little, little tip for people out there, unless it's fully uh, finished and furnished, which uh, there's always a way to find, uh, figure out how not to have it that criteria, it doesn't count in the square footage. So to somebody up north who says, I've got a 2,000 square foot house, probably has something closer to three or 4,000 square foot house. As long as one room down there, you can put you can put your laundry machine down there, you can put up sheetrock, you can do all that. But as long as like one electrical outlet isn't working, it's not finished. My basement's actually finished, 100%. Oh, is it? Yeah. When did you do that? Because when I was there, I know it was a long time ago, but when I was well, there- Well, after was... the flood. Oh. Yeah, I got had two feet of water, had to tear everything out, had everything put in, got a full bath. Um, this area was completely redone. Uh, there's drywall everywhere, outlets everywhere, doors. This is a mistake. Because it's also where you go in the summertime to cool off. Yeah. And Germany doesn't have nearly as much snow as Minnesota, and it's not nearly as hot as Minnesota. They still have basements in a lot of places. Yep. I do understand. Yeah, I was told that out here. Buddy, man, they don't have real soil out here. They have loam and rock. Uh, so what about financial stream? Stop trying to put us on topic. This is the beginning. <laughs> uh, the Friday Night Chill stream. No, I was going to talk about this. It was a really fun one again. We had Venger on talking about why he got another product kicked off of uh, off of Drive Through RPG, and uh, this time he didn't even go uh, crazy. Uh, uh, well, he didn't go crazy this time, like the last one we read. But you know, it's political time of year. I'm not going to get into that on RPG Digest, you know. But uh, you know, he had some things to say about June, and apparently, Drive Through RPG disagreed with what he had to say about you um that was fun uh later on crafty did join us crafty did join us on rpg digest and uh, i Friday forgot what he talked i already forgot what he talked about oh yeah yeah right right at chill stream the hell did he talk well, he came on and talked for a while and now i see that's the problem with staying up until two or three in the morning i don't ever remember what we're talking about uh i know we watched some crazy asian lady talk about Things we won't talk about here. So uh, if you want to check that out, that was crazy. Asian ladies gotta love them. Oh, this was my wife. My wife took a day. She took an entire day to go look up what that was. She's like, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, why? I didn't even care. And it's actually part of a real comedy uh, TV show or something from uh, the early 2000s. Yeah, crafty. Uh, crafty talked about eyeballs. There we go. Books and fiction. Did we talk about books and fiction? Oh, yeah, that did come. That's right, because we were talking about, yeah, kind of tuned out at that point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, as Crafty said, he is, he's uh, probably, uh, oh, damn, James is catching up. But uh, he's definitely uh, behind the scenes there, one of our best supporters. So thank you, Crafty. And uh, most definitely, if you guys want to do your tithe, we should start wearing robes and, and uh, the, the vest, the whole vestment oh, thing. <laughs> there we go. Start oh, doing Gregorian no. chants on here and uh, and turn this into a cult. Money, so. please. Money, <laughs> <laughs> You will feel so much better parting with money that you use for yourself and get to like us. Are uh, you say we are formative? Um, 
I like the irreverent word better. We're yeah. irreverent towards the hobby. So what? Oh, wait, Matt. I uh, see. Yeah, he's right from a computer. Oops. Oh, you, God damn it. Stop it. Fine. So, from a computer. You get the full the full zeros. Don't take Max's away a penny. Mike is cutting out a lot. It is. I know. I told you. Maybe your gate's too high. Or too selective right now. I haven't now. changed anything. Let, I, let me get my equalizer up and see what I see. Oh, my God. I know why. Why? Shut up. Why? Shut up. Inquiring minds want to know. What did you do? All right, let me guess. It's better now. Well, we have to keep going, but what was wrong? Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot to turn on my uh, audio <laughs> soundboard. Good job. Pro streamer. Hey, Pro aren't streamer. you glad that happened before we got into the segment? Yes. I, someone had to bring it up three times, but okay. <laughs> so speaking of segment what are we going to talk about today well we're going to talk about uh after the bomb x what's after the bomb well here. can't hear in you the old days it was called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles but when you lose a license uh and Here's the original After the Bomb. People tend to like uh, After the Bomb a little bit more than than this in terms of setting, because it was easier to do. You could you could do a lot more with it. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about mutant animals. Well, actually, that's the one thing we're not going to talk about today. If you came here for the mutant animals, we'll talk about it a little bit. That's going to be next week. We are going to talk about After the Bomb. Uh, who wrote that? Wait, who wrote what? Are you talking to Crafty? Are you talking about the book? The book is Eric, Eric Wuchsek. I can't say his name. Who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. Eastman, Eastman and Laird wrote to the comic, but uh, not the, uh, the game. Hmm. And yes, the game is based on the comic, but I'm going to talk about that when we actually get into segment one. But uh, yeah, that's got going on, so let me get in proclivities and then we'll actually start focusing on, on something here instead of just rambling yay i like the rambly part of the stream keep that in fridays stay on task yeah this is task segment one, or it's not even segment one yet it's beginning it's interest saying hello to people and ignoring them in chat right now all right so what is rpg digest we're conversations about rpg hobby truthful but opinionated and you can read the rest there because i'm moving stuff on my screen here um Watch our videos on Rumble Odyssey, YouTube, Twitch, PayPal. Or can't watch on PayPal and Streamlabs. But you can back us on PayPal and Streamlabs if you don't like YouTube or Twitch taking 30 and 50% respectively. Um, I have not changed Twitch to give us that extra whole 5% of nothing that we get over there. Uh, because uh, people don't want to watch three minutes worth of videos or commercials every, uh, every hour. And I want to thank all of our monetary backers. Those who follow us on or back us on locals, 
Streamlabs, and PayPal's donators. And those of you who sit and chat, you follow us, you subscribe to us, you chat, and you lurk. I do appreciate that. I love watching the chat move on. Move on by. And of course, oh my God, I keep telling myself I'm going to change that link. That link is and not you right. You never do. Sidetracked. I know. Horrible. It's like the worst stream ever. I should just quit. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, the, the real link is in the description below. Uh, you can see it there, and you can donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. I keep throwing dice in my lap. Uh, if uh, you want to do that and talk with the Wounded Warrior Project, let's do that, nerds and warriors. There we go. It's Charity Drive to support the Wounded Warrior Project. You can use your little phone thingy and hit that QR code up there, or you can use the link. Uh, and like I said, it's in the description below. We have a goal of just $250 this year. I just want to do something small because I started uh, late you know, this year. Uh, we're getting some good donations so far. We're uh, two-fifths of the way to our goal already. And uh, just as a little heads, uh, heads up, on Veterans Day, we're going to do a 24-hour stream in support of the Wounded Warrior Project. And uh, we just got to get, probably in the next two months or so, we'll have a full schedule ready for everybody to know what games we're playing. So we're going to play some games. He, Doug said he's going to run a game or something. I don't know. Uh, play a game, play a video game, and run it, a tabletop game. There we go. Uh, I'm going to probably do something similar to the Friday Night Chill stream. And at the same time, then you know, I'll, I'll cover something. I'll probably play a video game or two as well. It's like cheat mode to play a video game <laughs> for that long because you don't have to think, just play. Uh, but we'll have things, and uh, you know what? If you've got requests or suggestions, ideas, go ahead and throw that on our Discord. Is that everything? That is. Oh, crap. Start sliding other stuff around now. There, there. Come over, over here. <laughs> Victor's asking, uh, is there a Wounded Nerds project? There is. There is. It's it's called uh, End Carpal Tunnel. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were... No, no, there is. It's called... Go ahead and click that join button. <laughs> we are wounded. The only thing that will help us is money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will actually make us better people. Money only causes problems. That's... That's not true. The only people who say that are people without money. Yeah, that, that that's what poor people say and try to make themselves feel better as they cry themselves to sleep in their pillow every night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, <laughs> Charlotte Williams, how you doing today? Shadow Sun says says great show Friday. Right. You notice how nobody says about RPG Digest. What's the difference between RPG Digest and uh, and Friday? What could be missing on Fridays? Oh, uh, and. <laughs> all right let's let's get to what we're supposed to be talking about Boop. all right for segment one today we start a new series covering after the bomb i had to twist heathen dog's arm to let me do this i had to promise him all types of things that we can't go into on a video in order to have him let me cover after the bomb because this is one of the two Palladium games that I have run, and I've run this one quite extensively, not in recent years, but uh okay, let, let me let me fix that. I actually have not I've never run this version of After the Bomb ever in my life. But I have run its predecessor, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, including the After the Bomb, Roadhogs, uh uh Mutants of Avalon, etc. etc. supplements that come with it. So this is the new version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we are gonna take a look and see what it has to offer. 
Remember, RPG Digest is a live stream podcast discussion, not a concise step-by-step tutorial. We may deviate off topic and go on tangents about how Ethan Dog so loves anthropomorphic animals and wish he played more of them. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got uh, hashtag RPGate, and I had a little disclaimer for that, and I can't find where I put it. So we're just going to say what it is. It's escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, natural inclusion, not forced diversity. These are the core values of playing good tabletop role-playing games. From there, what you do at your table is your business and have fun playing games. Find us on the website. Talk to all the weirdos that uh, you see here and more on our Discord. Back us on Locals and buy our merch from Redbubble. I always say that there are five designs down below. I should probably change those five designs up. Uh, we actually have 29 designs on the Redbubble store, and I've just been too lazy to make more. But a uh, whole ton of designs, some family-friendly, some not so much, but you can find something for everyone. And here is our schedule. Today is Sunday, so we are doing RPG Digest. Heathen Dog is back on Thursdays playing some sort of co-op game. Recently, it's been Imperial Galactic Survival because somebody is not available for Dungeons Garthon, & Dragons Online. Garthon was gone for three streams for training, yep. for his, his, yearly, his yearly job recertification training. So he was in Wisconsin and had a potato laptop. That's all he had, so couldn't actually play a game anyway. So, uh, but we, we are going to come back to uh, Dungeons and Dragons Online free to play only on this Thursday. So, we're coming back to it. So, that's good. And then Friday, I'm here with the Friday Chill Stream where I talk about, I don't know, all types of hobby and nerd stuff and bring guests on. And this last week we had Venture and uh, usually have a panel of four, five, six people that pop in. I always say I'm going to cap it at four and somehow it becomes 12. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, talking about uh, uh, nerd. Things just in the nerd sphere, and uh, then we type, tend to react to weird videos out there and all wish we'd gone to church the next day, even those who aren't religious. Uh, and then Heathen Dog is back on Friday, or sorry, Saturdays with Dungeons Dragons Online or whatever. You could be watching this year from now. He may not be playing that anymore. He might be playing a whole different game like Diablo 6. You don't know. <laughs> but it's co op with some people over on Twitch. So, here's the book. That up f11 that bad boy and heathen dogs in charge of this and failed like subscribe oh. and share <laughs> my story i'm sticking to mm. it share share that after the bomb i don't need audio share there we go there's the book in all of its new glory um just as a side note this uh pdf is the first printing the book I own is a special seventh printing. I don't know what's special about it, but it's a special seventh printing. I have not found any differences so far in it. So I don't know. I don't know what special seventh printing means. And we're not going to cover this book in order. The reason is, is because the way we do these segments here is we want to get, uh, want to present the information where you can kind of understand it because they're different videos, right? And if I just go in order, Everything's going to be jumbled up, and only when you get it get to the end will you be like, oh, that's how it all comes together. What I want to do is I want to put something together a little differently where you can actually watch it in pieces and have those pieces make sense. So today, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do everything but mutant animals. We're going to talk about the setting, and then we're going to talk about combat and Palladium games. Uh, now, for the live stream viewers, I know we covered that a lot. But folks who are watching this video, this might be the only Palladium video they're watching. They don't know about Heroes Unlimited. They don't know about uh, the Mechanoids. 
All they know is they wanted to find out something about after the bomb, so we have to cover it with that in mind. So sorry if it's uh, repetitive for some of you, but just the way it's going to. So here we go. After the bomb. This, so what we're going to first talk about is we're going to talk about the history of after the bomb. This is not that long, and uh, but it but it's important to understand why we're here. And maybe if you don't like the idea of mutant animals, or you think you know conceptually, why would you make a game like this? This may solidify that for you, or, or uh, as in you still think it's stupid, or you might say, well, at least it makes sense. It's up to you. But uh, there there is a history. There is a reason why we are where we are. So let's find out what that is. All right, the birth of mutants. Starting at the turn of the 21st century, when humankind had completed the Human Genome Project, the sciences of genetics progressed in a blindingly, blindingly brilliant steps. Uh, by the way, just so everybody knows, this was written in 2000, 2001. That's 20, uh, no, what, 21 years ago? So science has moved ahead even from uh, when this book was written. So just take that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, diseases, even cancers and genetic disorders were tamed one after another, and it even seemed as if mortality itself could be defeated. By the way, if anybody's reading science right now, have you seen that stuff on, uh, on cancer? Like no. they found, they found, uh, uh, oh my God, it's, I think it was genetics. They, they found a gene or something that can actually end cancer. It's either a gene or a, a bacteria. I forget. Anyway, uh, hopefully that goes to some peer review and is legit. Uh, along with the great advances, it was also only a matter of time before the technology of genetics became a consumer product. Just as computers, once the property of giant corporations and governments led to home computers, so too did biotech laboratories become miniaturized and marked down. Hey, Baldahar. I can't wait for that. I, I want that now. So I do I. Yes, hey, look, I really want that. Some people out there like, I don't want to live forever. I'm like, I do. Well, no, I don't want to live forever, but, I but do. the time I have, I, I, I want to live better. That fair, you know. Yeah. Look, give me five hundred years. I'm good at five hundred years. The Buck Rogers, me. I'm good. I just want to see what the world's like. I can back <laughs> back in 1977 when I when I entered kindergarten. <laughs> we had paper for books. What? Oh man, get out! Yeah, right. Yeah. The Baldar says reading about science will not uh, will rot your brain. The best way to avoid brain rot is stop reading anything. Oh, but that's uh, unfortunate. I'm reading that because he's a subscriber. He's been subscribed for 55 months in a row. And I know it's, it's actually been longer than that, but he had a couple months off when, you know, things happened. Yeah. Um, but thank you, Baldahar, for that. Really appreciate it. It wasn't long before ordinary citizens could buy gene scan attachments and software for their personal computers before. Does that sound like bio? Like when you, the, was it? I should know this stuff because I work in IT, but. Uh, the, the biomechanics, not biomechanics, see, I'm in game mode right now, where you play, put your fingerprint on there and your computer unlocks. Yeah. Biometrics. Yeah. Biometric. God, why? Vocabulary is not my friend. It's getting worse and worse for some reason. Uh, before trading in gene patterns was common on the internet. Wow. Okay. And before virtual breeding games, gross, let anyone experiment with mixing genes and chromosomes from different animals. One of the most dramatic new products was called egg or embryonic genome generator sold as make your own mutant kits the first eggs were used to grow transgenic mice eggs suitable for growing dogs cats and other pets quickly caught on always starts with the mice doesn't it mm -hmm. within months people all over the world were experimenting by mixing genes from different animals and even from humans oh yeah i didn't talk about that this game has mutant humans but it's, it's all mutant humans nope that's a whole different animal <laughs> see what i did there 
which was against the law, but since every human carries a full set of human chromosomes, eh. And that's what happened. A few years into the booming new technology, it suddenly became glaringly obvious that humanity had created other intelligent life on the planet. Not computerized artificial intelligence had, has, had been expected, but a new kind of intelligence. Animals with sentience. Animals that were speaking, reading, and writing, and reasoning. Yeah. If, if, this, is, this is what happens when I robot, I mean, I animal goes bad. Well, yeah, I mean, there only only one dominant species can be on a planet at a time. And why why would you make your own competition? I don't understand. I don't like the creators behind Eclipse Phase, but Heathen Dog, what three or four years ago, did yeah, uh, I, a I series. did a, I did several several thirty minute episodes on Eclipse Phase, and yeah, I can first I edition, first edition, first edition, right, first edition, because that was what was out at the time. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, well, we won't get that. Um, if it hadn't been for the crash, sentient animals would probably have just become another class of citizen. After all, what difference would it make? A few ten thousands of mutant animals compared to a teeming billions of human human beings? All right, so what's this crash? What is the crash all about? I, I'm just going to be upfront with you. The way this is written makes me slap my forehead and said, really? Really? I like it conceptually. I don't like how it's written in practice. And we'll see what Heathen Dog thinks after that. Okay. It probably started in high school somewhere. There's the first bad line. Some quit kid, not quite ready to take that Wednesday afternoon quiz, brought in a test tube full of homebrew that morning. After all, what was the harm? Homebrew what? Huh? Homebrew oh, what? Homebrew of, ge of, gene of egg. Okay. Genetic nonsense. In the years leading up to the bio craze, virtually every known human disease and disability had been cured. Well, that's not the word. There was no reason to fear any mere disease bacteria were domesticated creatures viruses were tailored to do mankind's bidding even pesky autoimmune diseases were disappearing awesome uh, right i mean that's a utopia for you right yeah for a high school kid the idea of getting seriously ill much less dying from something as innocuous as the flu was ridiculous it didn't seem any more dangerous than setting off the smoke detector letting a skunk loose in the teacher's lounge or hacking into the school's computer just good fun right well, it was nothing to be really alarmed about, not at first, but it spread. It became a fad, an edge thing, a new way of impressing the cool kids. Eventually, after a few dozen incidents, there was that one that got serious. The media blew it up, covered it like flies on a sugar bowl, made a huge deal about it. And about five kids who cooked up, oh, uh, and sorry, sorry, I can't read apparently, made a huge deal about it and about five kids who cooked up the virus. People were outraged. Politicians screamed. Laws were passed. Now, had this been a real tragedy, had someone died or even been chronically ill, that might have been the end of it. Instead, illness was short-lived, a cure was found in a few hours, and it turned out to be basically nothing. The young people responsible were told never do it again while they basked in their 15 minutes of fame. This is, this is more utopian. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, 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 still, I'm still trying to find where, where the bad things start happening. To say the least, the law was ignored. Prankster diseases popped up everywhere. Copycats constantly tried one-upping the experts. It became a race, a contest. And the winner would be the biohacker who could beat the authorities. Now this is starting to sound like uh, um, The Matrix, doesn't it? Or, or the, the 1990s movie Hackers. There you go. Follow the rabbit. 
Eh? Eh? See what I did? And the oh, so simple human viruses wouldn't really crack the system. Bacteria were too slow, too big, too clunky. No. In order to confound the gene doctors, to get around the system, a new kind of disease was needed. The thing came about slowly, insidiously. First is a theory, promoted on a website. Anarchist cookbook. Then, a few kids got... Always kids, man. Mm -hmm. Then a few kids got together to work out the structure and the details. It took millions of processing hours. Only a couple weeks with time borrowed from tens of thousands of computers. Zombie computers. There's a simple idea. What if a human cell, a cell just like the cell in every human body, that's what a human cell is, you didn't really have to explain that to me, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> was modified to a disease form. After all, every good medicine leaves the human cells alone when it attacks the invaders. Whoever cooked it up was probably one of the first victims. Within a month, 30 days, over 74% of the human race died. Okay, there is no, there is no possibility that some something could spread that quickly it's just not possible not it's, it's not possible bullshit bullshit victims of rampaging genetic change caused by a cell that contained a full set of human chromosomes once released it was unstoppable and billions died some animals were affected as well. About 25% of all primates, 10% of mammals, and as well as 2% of other creatures showed symptoms of the disease. Of those animals affected, most died. But about a third seemed to mutate as they recovered, gaining human traits. This disease seemed to suddenly inject the afflicted animals with five... Now, this is a game term that we'll discuss later. Uh, five to 30 points of uh, bioenergy. 1d6 times 5. Now, I agree with Heathen Dog on this. This is... This is craziness. But remember, this was written in the year 2000. What, was, uh, what were some of the movies that came out in the year 2000? What did they have to do with? End of world disasters, diseases that can't be stopped, that, uh, that take three days to travel across you know, uh, the universe. You know, it was like Armageddon was still fresh in people's mind. You know, I know there's more asteroid, but, but you get like these, these doomsday movies were the rage back then, right? Okay. I think it was just. Yeah, Outbreak. There you go. That Outbreak movie. I don't remember what year that came out, but I think that was late 90s as well. So I think it was just capitalizing on that. Kind of like, you know, the ninja craze of the 80s, right? So and Andromeda Strain. Andromeda 12 Strain, Monkeys. Yeah. Ah, 12, was, uh, <laughs> tw 12, 12 Monkeys was, was, uh, was different. It didn't take, you know, 30 days to kill 74% of the population. It was, it was actually a little more based in reality on that one. He is correct. This background is very different than this book. Not just different, very different. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, the, the, this is why I'm kind of learning with you on this. I have I've read through parts of this book. I've skimmed other parts of it. I know what's going on in it, but I haven't like memorized this stuff. But, uh, yeah, he's absolutely right. Anyway, at first it seemed the most. Uh, uh, wow. At first it seemed that most of the surviving animals were unaffected. It wasn't until the next generation. When their offspring were born, that the extent of the plague was completely realized. That manufactured disease, containing the 23 pairs of human chromosomes, was also infecting the offspring of many mammals, birds, reptiles, and amphibians, as well as a few fish, crustaceans, and insects. Okay, so that's the crash. The crash was this disease that came out there and effectively wiped out three quarters of humanity. But this is called after the bomb, not after the crash, right? So we got to have a bomb. 
So let's have the bomb. Okay. Um, so so I, I'm, I'm guessing because you're more hard science than I am that you're thinking this is kind of nonsensical so far, right? Yeah. Okay. Just wait to just wait till this part. Awesome. Perhaps if the crash hadn't happened a few years later, it wouldn't have triggered the following catastrophe. After all, most of the world was at peace, and there was widespread talk of disarmament and of dismantling the last remaining nuclear arsenals from the Cold Wars of the 1950s and 60s. Okay. Nobody believes that. Uh, instead, when the crash hit, it looked like an act of biological warfare. Now, I'm not, we're not getting political here, but just look at, at what happened when uh, the, the Wuhan virus, the Kung flu, first started kicking everybody out there. All fingers are pointing everywhere, so on and so forth. So that part at no, least no, no, makes no. some sense. All fingers are pointing at China. There, there was the no WHO. Fingers, but, <laughs> oh, no, no, China had ten fingers pointing everywhere else, but the <laughs> the entire world had all their fingers pointing at China. Few believe that such a devastating flag could be anything other than an intentional attack, and fewer still okay. believe that. Stop. An Un unintentional attack that that in thirty days kills seventy four percent of the human population. Sorry, that's also stupid. And fewer still believe that the source of such pain could be just a high school prank. That So, Heathen Dog and I are going to focus on different parts of this just because he already knows how I feel about this. I hate, I hate, and I'm going to say it a third time, I hate, all capital letters, the Wesley Crusher Syndrome. I cannot stand it when 15-year-old kids are the cause or the savior of the fucking universe. Segment one, pardon the cursing. Um, it's, but I, I hate it. I hate it. So it's the high school kid part of this that drives me crazy. If I would actually go, well, you know what? It's far fetched, but somewhat believable if uh, it would have came on set of Wuhan lab or Russian bio. Cause I actually had to learn uh, when I was in the Air Force uh, how Russians and Americans were putting together biological agents and so forth. And it's creepy. So, you know, I, I, I could at least tolerate that i cannot tolerate this high school nonsense dying in their headquarters palaces command centers and military bases seemed that retaliation was the only solution because why not so the bomb was dropped the button was pushed and thousands of nuclear missiles were targeted on the largest cities remember 75 percent of the population dead yeah so this is this is mostly going to hit nobody <laughs> you're just you're just destroying real estate that's all you're doing right dick uh and, and thousands of nuclear missiles targeted on the largest cities in the world note the fall of human civilization the massive collateral damage is known as the crash the death and the big death the latter two terms are more common among humans okay uh, humans here's an interesting question do young human characters actually exist in the world of after the bomb sure we have the Empire of Humanity and dozens of other human-dominated lands. And certainly there are ancient humans still in existence. Are, uh, are any pure humans remaining? Consider the following. Now, for you Rifts people out there, the Empire of Humanity is fairly close to the Coalition. Okay. But it's not the same. Uh, one, in the years following the clash, the genetics of most human offsprings were heavily modified, just to assure their survival, if not for other changes and quote-unquote improvements. Often these changes meant splicing animal genes in among the humans. Yeah, awful mistake. Because <laughs> it seemed to work so well for them, right? Yeah. Desperate for children, mini mutant babies with human looks. Perfectly, mostly primates and pigs. Okay. 
I'm going to read this slower. Desperate for children, many mutant babies with human looks perfectly were adopted. Nope. By... You also read it wrong. Did? Let me let me try it. Okay. Desperate for children, many mutant babies with human looks, colon, perfect. That is a game term. Mostly primates and pigs were adopted by the. Perfect remaining isn't, a, isn't a game term. It is. It had. It seemed like a game term. It was capitalizing everything. But that's because it was after a colon, colon and a different. Uh, just a bad sentence is what it is. Human looks is also capitalized, so I'm going to go with the game term later on. Fair. I'm going to stick with that. But but uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, capitalized teachers lounge earlier. That should not be capitalized. So I'm not sure writing and editing is uh, is famous in Palladium. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, after all, in huge pig farms where transgenic swine were bred for transplantable human organs, what would the operators have done in the aftermath of the crash? Not have pig babies. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Where their pigs would start producing human-like babies. Kill those pigs. Yeah. All right, but back to the game. I, I, I want to make something very clear here. There are probably people, especially in the future, that are watching this when it's just a video, that are like, oh my God, these guys hate After the Bomb. No, Heathen Dog is not a big fan of After the Bomb. I love After the Bomb. I just don't like this aspect of it. I, my world is the After the Bomb rules without this. So, um, anyway. Especially when so many people lost their own children, were willing to pay for an infant to adopt. But and, and oh, why am I reading this if I don't like it? Because some of this is going to be very prevalent when we start talking about certain types of animals. Heads up! Nope, not even going to say it. Um, there's a rabbit thing that we'll be talking about later. Especially when so many people lost their own children, were willing to pay for an infant to adopt. Most of these parents didn't ask or stop to think about whether they were receiving a non-human child. Nope. God damn it. This, this, this backstory has so many stupid red flags that I, 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 they're hard to count. They're hard to count. Absolute nonsense in this backstory. I mean, I, Palladium, Palladium in, in, in my opinion is one of the best game systems with story. Yes, absolutely. This game is the exception. It is, it is a giant pile of, of modified human feces. This entire backstory is BS. Replacements. Yes, have it as my baby or the future of mankind. Just want you to remember, you're sleeping with a pig. All right, moving on. <laughs> Keep it there. Uh, no, I, I'm with Sean Cherry on this one. The original After the Bomb was better. But also remember, Palladium lost a license to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, probably wanted to modernize things. And this this backstory does not do the game justice. That That's my opinion. Um, most of these parents didn't ask to stop thinking, blah, blah, blah. And those who did know would likely be very careful to hide the fact from mutant-hating neighbors. Or, as yeah. we call them, our good neighbors. Humans. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Although they try to keep it quiet, the fact that uh, the fact is the purity tests by the Empire of Humanity really only check for appearance. And the blood test only picks up obvious things like the number of chromosomes and the presence of some key primate genes. Things that can be easily fixed by gene therapy. In the three generations since the crash, crash, so approximately 60 years, most humans have had to resort to genetic fertility treatments in order to have babies. Treatments that clearly would have been allowed. In, sorry, my God, I cannot read. Treatments that clearly would have allowed the hidden mutant animal population to interbreed the remaining pure humans. Gross. 
could mean that 50% or more, as many as 70% of the people who believe they're human are really highly evolved mutant animals. Depending on how things go in your campaign, this could be a very interesting question. Look, there's something I'm going to tell you about all of my, hero, uh, sorry, my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles after the bomb games. Mutant rabbits did not breed with mutant cats. It's like Gen Lab Alpha in that regard for anybody who knows that game. Um, humans did not breed. You did not turn into furries in my game. Okay, just saying, up front. This is all creepy for me. And that is the entire backstory of, of this. So I'm, I'm going to let Heathen Dog rant for a moment if he wants to, and I'm going to look at some chat. Okay, yeah. The, the, this, this whole backstory is uh, full of, of, of so many ideas that have such a small percentage chance to actually happen that when you take them in in totality the whole thing be becomes just the worst kind of fiction the worst kind the kind that you you can't even suspend disbelief and think yeah i i could see this happening no the it, it started off with the whole 74% of the human population died in 30 days right there is a red flag that i can't get past but let's say you can fine Animals started have giving birth to seemingly human children. And these and these seemingly human children were not killed immediately. That's another red flag. That would not happen in reality. These uh, if 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 a horse gives birth to a human baby, that human baby dies immediately. It's spartaned off a cliff real quick. And the animal that gave birth to it is probably also killed. Just just to be safe. You know why? Because people. That that's what people do. They react immediately and harshly to to something that is absolutely scary and uh and uh uh terrifying in several ways, which this would be. Absolutely. So a, a, after these two increasingly hypothetically impossible things happen, the rest of it is just pure garbage. Absolute garbage. Having one of these several red flags happen, while theoretically possible, 99% of the time would never happen, but having all of these things happen one after the other is so far in, into the realm of, of, of improbability that, that we're at the quantum level now. Like, there, there is a chance. There is a chance that I can immediately, right now, cease to exist right here and begin existing right behind Max Liao. That is a non-zero probability that that could happen when I snap my fingers. But guess what? There are a lot of zeros before <laughs> a dot. Yeah. A lot of zeros before that one. Yeah. yeah. That that could happen right now. Quantum tunneling, quantum entanglement. It's a real thing. It could happen. The same probability of that happening when I snap my fingers again. Oh is the same probability of these these events happening exact same probability so yeah this backstory is is it was was written by by a, a drunk irishman in gaelic and then uh and then translated to english by by a, a monkey high on meth that's this whole backstory it's ridiculous and awful all right three comments i want us both to address okay and then we'll then we'll move on 
Uh, that's being so far fetched that TMNT couldn't come back and sue them. I don't know. That doesn't sound probable to me. Because after the bomb the, the, already had a backstory. Yeah, after the bomb had a backstory, and I haven't read it, but Max Liao has, and it's not as ridiculous as this, is it? No, it's uh, dude. It's so many years ago that if I start talking about it on here, people are going to correct me in chat. But yeah, it, okay. it, I know it was different. It was that the the animals were uplifted instead of you know. Instead of this biological humans weren't, weren't, weren't destroyed to make room for animals to thrive. Animals were 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 uh, brought augmented to the forefront by humans too much, and yeah. then were just better. So you know, uh, all the needs had uh, all the needs. I, I had think he means weebs, but yeah. Uh, but but yeah, all the fine, all the weebs. But here's the thing: this game has something worse than cat girl wives, and we will talk about that at some point. Now, to be fair, not, not today, but it's worse. Yeah, it's probably going to be next week. Um, to be fair, some people are going to react to it more than they need to. Some mm. people are going to freak the hell out, which I think is kind of dumb. Uh, it's a game. But at the same time, it is one of those things that's like, okay, uh, creepy. And that goes into the last one here. And uh, this one, I think, uh, just imagine giving a choice between constant pain and some pig's DNA. Some pigs are more equal than others. We're not talking here about, like, if somebody gave me a pig heart and let me live another 25 years, I'm all for that. We're talking about treating a porcine human as your baby. Plus, the, the, the whole constant pain thing means, means you have some kind of chronic disease. But in the beginning of this backstory, genetic engineering, yeah. not, not, uh, not, you know, putting animal DNA in human DNA, which was illegal. Genetic engineering already cured diseases and tamed viruses and stopped bacteria and all that stuff. So all of that was already done before this animal nonsense started. All of that was already done. Eastman and Laird absolutely has artwork in here. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was modern. It was it was today. Well, nineteen eighty something, but it was it was today time, right? The uh, Palladium lost the license to a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. After the bomb was long before they lost the license. Uh, and, I mean, you've got Roadhogs, you've got Mutants Down Under, you've got Mutants in orbit. Avalon, you've got Mutants of the Yucatan, you've got uh, all these different things, these futuristic Mutants ones. Mutants in Orbit. Mutants in Orbit is a hybrid between Rifts and, and TMNT, yes. yes. Um, it, is, it is a possible Rifts uh, timeline parallel. Well, you have possible. transdimensional TMNT, which goes into time travel. It's got yeah. Doctor Who in it. Um, so... Yeah, no, the old version, this new after the bomb version is what we're reading, though, and this is what's changed. And believe me, there are a lot of changes. It's still the same generic game. You're going to feel the same, but uh, for anybody who's watched me talk about this in the past, then we really got to get to the next part, is uh, I used to complain, just used to freak out over ferrets and weasels. Plus nine to physical prowess, just by saying I want to be a weasel. That's completely broken. And badgers, stop it. Well... Again, are you talking the Angus thing? I'm talking about the old game. Oh, the old game. Yeah, I don't know what Badgers had. Um, oh, God. I, I know people wanted to be them, though. So uh, there, there are changes. There are definitely changes in this, this rendition, the modern after the bomb versus yep. the original after the bomb. Um, all right. The backstory was uh, we, we basically got, got the BS out of the way. Oh, I'm annoying. <laughs> sorry i'm sorry jacob
<laughs> no cry. Okay, no, you you can cry. Just mute mute your mic, sissy boy. Oh, I wasn't muted. I'm sorry. I'm so horrible. All right, now back to this. Uh, hey, you know what? People are in chat are allowed to have opinions, and that's okay. Yes, uh, I have an asshole too. All right, let's go to uh, let me get the book back over here. Slide this back over there. All right, I think he was just mad because I can't read for shit today. God, that's circuit time of curse in segment one. Okay, world overview, time of darkness. Now we're gonna I'm gonna skip over some of this. So I'm going to talk, read these first two paragraphs, and then after this, it's gonna be more of an overview of the other areas. So, um, world overview, time of darkness after the bomb. After the crash, humanity still numbered in the hundreds of millions. That would have been enough to keep civilizations alive. Yes. After the bomb, there were less than 10 million humans left alive, many of them sterile or too old to have children, scattered throughout. The How did the old people live? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in, old in, people in are immune to radiation? Attack, yeah. Uh, when, when you're old, you can't deal with radiation as well as when, when you're younger. So, yeah, that, that again, is, is, is roughly stupid. But even, even having 10 million, you don't have a genetic bottleneck yet. I mean, uh, the, the, the last ice age, there was only there was less than 50,000 humans and we came out of it fine. So, yeah, this is this is more BS. But whatever, go on. <laughs> OK, even though the, even though human dominated nations still exist, such as the empire of humanity, it is becoming increasingly obvious the new world will not belong to humans. It is becoming clear that it will be the animals who resurrect civilization who will again bring the light of learning to the world. All right. Now you basically have the background of what's going on in the world. I am not going to focus on all of the, the different landscapes of Earth because it doesn't matter. Uh, it's up to you. There aren't. Well, there kind of are. If you go back to the first edition version of the game, uh, there are setting. Like, again, Mutants of the Yucatan, Mutants of the blah, blah, blah. I don't know how well they fit with this version of the game because I haven't played them with this version of the game, but there are settings uh, that you can get and you can still get those old books. I really wish they'd be redone though. With that in mind, we're going to talk about the Empire of Humanity for, uh, mostly because it is the main bad guy. So here we go. You got the Arctic. I'm not worried about the Arctic. Uh, you've got Europe. Uh, again, there are cities. There are enclaves of humanity there. And it, it talks about political situation, how the population, et cetera, et cetera, uh, how much the Empire of Humanity may have taken over or whatever its local version of that is called. You got Denmark, Africa. Uh, and nobody cares about France. Asia, Middle East. You know, Again, it goes into, in case you want your game in a different area, it goes into these different uh, settings just a little bit. Again, it's not enough for you to have a full-on setting, but it's enough for you to say, okay, this is how I can make it, because let's just use Tazzyland right here, Tasmania. Only 3,000 humans there. 7% of them mutant power, so it wouldn't be unheard of. 128,000 mutant sheep. <laughs> what are they using them for? Uh, and 200,000 assorted mutant animals. So guess what you're going to meet? Odds Mostly, are you, mutant animal, yeah. Uh, Mordrin, this is uh, this is after, the, after bomb. the bomb, the newest version of it. And and you missed the most ridiculous Palladium backstory ever written. Yeah. 
Now, here we go. After the bomb, North America. This is a bit more important. Because it's probably where you're going to play your game. And if not, it'll give you the inspiration. So the time is the late 21st century. The place is America. In America, torn apart by... In a, my God. See, this is why that guy hated me. Uh, in America, torn apart in a brutal catastrophe of war, plague, and nuclear winter. Sometimes called the crash, sometimes called the bomb, and sometimes called the big death. Oh, he's going to go back and watch it later. Oh. <laughs> I'm losing all of our subscribers. Uh, the majority of the population consists of mutant animals, but scattered groups of humans remain, many of them hard at work helping the mutant animals establish schools, factories, governments for the new animal order. That is a, that is a tell that needs to be talked about a little bit. Not all humans are against the animals. Unless you're in my game. Yeah. And the reason for that is I don't want you playing a human. I want you playing an animal. Um, I do have a fifth column, usually, of somewhat supporters, but they're not open supporters because I actually make the Empire of Humanity less cartoonish than it is here and more like the Coalition from Rifts. Uh, Other humans are not so enlightened and records of persecution and killing are common. These are humans who see themselves as fierceful dinosaurs teetering on the edge of extinction and the mutant animals the heirs to the planet. Many, needing someone to blame, chose to see the animals as their enemy, an enemy to be destroyed if they are to survive. While this is not the case, there are those who preach it as gospel. One such force is the Empire of Humanity, which I hate to say it, but I think both Heathen Dog and I would join. Yes. Yes. You you probably more flag-waving than me. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, the the each planet can only have one dominant species. It's it, they're either going to kill us or we're going to kill them, and that's it. And I want to be on the winning side. So yes, every single mutant animal I find, I will gut like a damn trout. That's it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I will teach my 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 children to to make a game of it. You know, notches in your belt for 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 every mutant animal you murder. I'm sorry, cleanse. Oh, I, I don't I don't need to make it a herd. religion. I don't need to make it a religion. It's fine. No, it's just natural selection. Oh no no no! Make it a religion. You'll you'll have more sustainable oh, yeah, followers. I'll I'll you know. You know, oh great, great human God! I'll do it, blah 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 blah, whatever. I'll I'll do the lip service, but in inside, I I know it's it's just natural selection. It's the way it's got to be. There there is no living living in harmony with uh with uh, a race on on the same planet competing for the same resources, but different outlooks on life. It's never going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we got Heathen Dog is suspiciously defensive on this issue, and Heathen Dog will become Shredder. <laughs> Except a shutter died. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, to be fair, I don't know how I'd feel about this. I mean, I, as far as a game goes, I like the idea of playing uh, a mutant animal in a game. I like playing Wolfen and Palladium Fantasy. But if, a, if the real world came out like this, I think I'm going to bond with my own. That's just the way humans typically work, right? Yeah. So, At least if I'm in a city of humans... I won't feel so dirty, you know, enacting on certain urges. I, no, not out there in the animal world. Nope. Uh, the evil humans are capable of, yeah, evil humans, because all humans are evil now, right? Evil, evil humans. humans are the actual of, humans. Yeah, there you go, are capable of generating, 
the e I'm sorry, the evil humans are capable of generating seems to be concentrated into one powerful force, the Empire of Humanity. With a functional nuclear fusion plant, with advanced 21st century technology, with a loyal canine nation blind to their madness. Uh-oh, do we see dog boys here? Because this, well, yes, actually it was. Uh, with a huge slave labor force, the Empire is one of the strongest forces in the known world. Worse, the Empire loudly threatens to exterminate all the intelligent animals. I'm cool. I'm down. <laughs> Heathen dog is secretary of offense. Yeah, give give me a give me a laser rifle and a and a and a, and a barrel of uh, of of mutant animals to shoot. I'll kill them all. She says, "What happens if Nova Cat became a mutant? What would you do? Probably fight him to the death. I know that cat. <laughs> that cat's just waiting to eat me." Um, player characters, regardless of their origins, will usually be citizens of Cardania or some small independent town, village, or tribe. Okay, blah blah blah. Cardania. What is Cardania? Cardania is the most advanced of the free animal states. It is also the most tolerant of its few surviving humans. With a new hydroelectric plant, another hot terrorist target. Why, why did that have to be put in? Uh, they have advanced technology, but are still no match for the empire of humanity. Cardania is a democratic republic and has a constitutional identical to that of the United States. Population 400,000. And predominant species because... What lives most in cities? Rats! Mutant rats, mice, cats, dogs, and other common urban animals make up most of the population, but there are plenty of others, including a good number of purebred animals. Oh, God, I cannot wait to not ever talk about purebred animals. Capital of Smoketown. Uh, by the way, these are on the bones of real cities, and I forget where some of these are. Uh, it might say here, I forget. Uh, it's a constitutional republic, blah, blah, blah. Etc. Et it has 83,000 trained soldiers, part-time army, 6,000 elite, has naval forces, air force, wilderness scouts. And the point of this, the reason why I'm saying this, is that even in the city where you know it's mostly mutants, they are not helpless. They're not just savage animals that decide to put on pants one day. You Which have to worse. think... What, what's that? Which is worse. Which is it's worse. actually okay. worse. They have to be it, taken out first. All fair? of them have to, be, have to be just smoked. All of them. What makes an animal appear? Genetics. And we'll get into that later, uh, next week. Uh, so anyway, they, they are on par with the Empire of Humanity. The Empire of Humanity still has some tricks up its sleeve because humans created the world that we live in now and kept control of some things, but uh, these aliens, aliens, wow, these uh, mutated animals... Aliens are right. Yeah, ...are pretty much humanoid animals. I mean, this is your furry-slash-cosplayer dream. President Thana... You can look at uh, her stats. All right, and uh, we'll pass on. She's ninth level. She's got a master's degree in. What do you have a master's degree Something. in? A post-apocalyptic world. Ma no, no, it's it's a it's a fox. Ma master's degree in thatching, uh, Tri uh, trickery, burrowing, Ste stealing eggs from chicken coops. There you go. <laughs> uh. All right, oh, the finally, the heroes. Okay. The heroes of the story for Heathen. The heroes of the story. Strongest and most feared of all the post-Holocaust powers is the Empire of Humanity, a tyrannical realm built on the foundation of hate and racism. No, it's not racism. It's a different species, you motherfucker. And Heathen Dog curses in segment one now, too. I don't feel so bad anymore. The capital is Technoville. 
an advanced, well-built city around a working fusion reactor, the only one left in North America and perhaps the world. The Empire of Humanity is ruled by a brutal dictatorship intent upon enslaving and exterminating all sentient animals. Ironically, the Empire's economy is dependent on slave labor made entirely of humanoid animals. Slave uprisings are frequent, as are brutal repressions. Uh, Nerdy Ogre says, if the humans created the mutants after all, of the apocalypse movies made the... Okay, so... Fair assessment, if that's the side you want to be, be on. Heathen dog, righteous in his anger. Uh, what, what, is, what is with, you know, books nowadays not understanding race and species? I don't understand why why this is so hard to wrap around your little, your little shitty little minds. Race are, is a subset of the same species. A different species is a whole other thing. You can't be racist against a dog if you're a human. You can't be racist against a dog if you're a cat. You can't. It's not racism. Well, these uh, these creatures have been normalized, I guess. They are now uh, homo porcinus and uh, homo felis, and I don't know. Uh, so in recent years, it has become obvious that the empire of humanity is really the sick old man of the political landscape in North America. Repeated attempts to increase the human population have been, at best, abject failures. At worst, they've been disasters with unbelievably bad consequences. The most recent disaster came to light, I'm sorry, the most recent disaster to come to light was an attempt to create a place where only humans proven to appear human genes and superior genes at that would live. You know why this is evil, right? No, not yet. It's only one reason. And well, hold on, let me let me do that. Again. You know why this is air quotes evil, right? No, because this is this is straight out of the eugenics handbook of Nazi Germany. And you know what? That that's not really a problem in in this in the in this context. That 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 is that is you that just is made the, the point solution. a moment ago. That that is the actual solution. It's not a problem because there's a difference between race and species. <laughs> like this 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 is the solution. Yeah. Okay, so what what happened? Let's find out. This is a really great idea. How okay. how 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 did how did how did they write this to be a bad idea? That's what I want to know. Keep going. To that end, it established Purityville. Well, bad city name. Yeah, that's really month. bad branding. But all right, whatever. <laughs> this elite community of pure humans was established nearly ten years ago in response to the discovery by Emperor Christian. Hmm, little hint there. Little uh, little jab at something of an mm -hmm. entire community known. A community of human beings living in a small rural village. Unknown to anybody, they were really pig people who had been passing as humans and freely interacting with the rest of the empire for years. I, I want to give Heathen Dog a second to wash that off of him. All right. You know Pro what? If, if if humans have lost the ability, you know, they, they, they had the ability before the bomb to... Uh, to you know mapping the they had mapped the entire human genome perfectly in, in 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 such a way where they can make changes that had the outcomes that they wanted but now they've lost that ability and they 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 can't find out that uh a seemingly human looking being is actually a pig that doesn't make any sense to me 
because they they have genetically in uh, they, they have genetically enhanced dogs working for them. They've already stated this. So that that means they they haven't lost their their ability to recognize and manipulate genetic material. So how did all these pig people be mistaken for humans? Plot, bad plot. Bio bioenergy points. That's how. Bad plot. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, as we'll find out later, you could spend the bioenergy points to make that happen. But uh, anyway, what's the fun in that? Uh, from the very beginning, the offspring of the elite at Purityville were plagued with mutations like deforming or missing limbs and featureless faces reminiscent of egg-headed aliens. This is straight from Transdimensional TMNT, by the way. Mm -hmm. As well as humans with animal powers. Attempts at culling these quote-unquote freaks, i.e. killing them, triggered riots and threats of revolution against the Empire. Changing tactics, the Empire scientists decided to simply clone what they considered the best of Purityville off... Purity Bill's off. Okay. 24. Look, stupid no, empire. On. Stupid empire stays stupid for, for, again, plot. For plot, yeah. 24 perfect human children were selected, each one to be duplicated 20 times. The resulting 480 children became the empire's brightest hope to keep the human line pure and strong. As babies, they were bright and healthy. When they all entered kindergarten, the empire started showing on television and creating posters advertising them as the future of the empire. Wow, Hitler youth. Cute and smart, and obviously pure humans. Plans were drawn up to recreate humanity by the thousands, and then by the millions. And then they were seven. At the tender age of seven, the 479 innocent-looking children, one had died in infancy, attempted a coup. For nearly three weeks, the world shook as their superhuman powers were revealed. Oh, it's the boys. Basically, yeah. Far from innocent, all 479 shared a group mind as well as a range of abilities that include oh, teleportation. Oh, no, 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 it's not. It's uh, it's uh, it's the Christopher Reeve uh, uh, w w women women uh, in, in this one town uh, all, all getting pregnant in the same night, giving birth to to uh, half-alien kids who, who, who were mentally connected to each other. I forget the name of the movie, but that, that's what this is. And you know how they solved that Wait, problem? You're talking Sense8, right? No, okay, good. it's older than that. Uh, the the re how they solved that problem? They killed all the children. That's the Step only way to wives. solve this fucking problem. Um, I, look, so the folks in chat who who are who are either complaining about this backstory uh, or trying to justify it. My problem with the backstory is that it's overly simplistic. This is this is not reminiscence of Palladium backstories in any fashion, even when it's silly. Even when you kind of, you know, I think that Palladium goes off the rails with some of its Palladium fantasy stuff, and for me, some of its Rift stuff. Um, it, it's interesting, and it uh, it's cohesive, and it makes sense, I guess is what I would say. Even if I'm just like, whatever. This just, the, the entirety the from beginning to end doesn't make sense. 1995 Village of the Damned. Village of the Damned, okay. One-legged frog had it right, Village of the Damned. There so uh, that that right. that's the problem uh, that that we're having with this. So again, I love the game. I love the game. I love the game. This is the game I've run the most in its in its previous incarnation. So uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, so what what powers do they have? Teleportation, advanced mind control, and telemechanics. They're also incredibly brutal regarding anyone not of their group mind to be subhuman and worthy only of extermination. Many blame the Empire's relentless humans' first propaganda as the reason why the children were so warped, while others 
point to raising the children without normal families or some flaw in the cloning process? No, you 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 created a different species and they they are inherently against all other species. That's what happens. It, it's especially a, a, a species who is telepathic only with each other. It instantly insulates themselves from every other intelligent being. The only answer, murder everything that's not you. Or, or make it subservient answer. if you don't want to murder it. No, the, the, these guys are smart. No, no, no. yeah, these them. guys went the murderer. I'm saying, but the other yeah. thing, they could have just made it subservient, right? Yeah, but mur murder is smarter. Oh, Long no, term. don't say that, James. Don't say that. It's not true. It just happens to come across poorly here. Palladium sounds like woke trash. No, it's not. No, but thank you for the $2. No, it, it's this not. Is, it's, this is just really, really bad writing. Yeah, this is the worst of, of all the Palladium. This is worse than Splicers. And, and Splicers was not great. But uh, if, uh, if, if, if you look at our community tab and look, look at the poll, pick uh, Chaos Earth and, and Riffs as a winner in the poll because Chaos Earth's backstory is, it's beautiful. It's absolutely wonderful. And unlike this pile of steaming garbage, it makes sense. Every step of the way, yes, I could see that happening. Yes, I could see that happening. It all makes sense. No matter how far down the rabbit hole you go, you understand how you got there. Unlike this trash, where after step two, you you friggin' lost me. After step two, it it, it becomes fantasy land. Right. Now, now I'm go get, for the get more soda while you while you say more of this word salad. Okay. Well, the fo the folks that are saying this woke trash is long before woke. This was done in 2000, and I think it was done again. I think it was done in an over the top attempt. To, to make you want to play the animal side. Really, that's what I believe happened. So this is before woke. Now, it wasn't before progressivism, but it was definitely before woke. Um, I think it was just a simplistic way of changing the original story. Because remember, this isn't the original way the game was set up. This is the after lost the TMNT license and wanted to keep making the game and wanted to add some stuff to it, which we'll talk about later. This is, yeah... I think it was just meant like give us a couple quick paragraphs in here, give us a couple pages of of uh, of how this whole thing came to be. Boom. But to be fair, even in the original version, the Empire of Humanity was like this. Okay, so I mean, it was meant to. They were meant to be the bad guys because you're supposed to play mutant animals. You you weren't supposed to play the good guys. But unlike say uh, Mage the Ascension, where while the technocracy are the bad guys, you could actually play the technocracy and have a reason for it. So. All right, so let's let's go into this. I can get through this before Heathen Dog comes back. The only thing that saved the Empire of Humanity and likely everyone else in North America was interference from the outside. It seemed that the three-eyed mutant elephants, the mystics of Ganesh, the, the, uh, the theocracy of India, appeared on the scene to help put down the Purityville children. Ever since then, the Empire of Humanity seems to have lost a bit of its optimism for the future. While still far better armed and equipped militarily, as a political entity, it seems to have faltered. It's bright hope for a human resistance, a renaissance. Again, reading is apparently not my strong suit anymore. Dash by too many failures, too many enemies. For the time being, the Empire of Humanity has turned back to looking for humans with a known and traceable human lineage from before the crash and treating them as elite bluebloods of, so of their society and encouraging them to have offspring. Note. Humans who mysteriously develop animal or superhuman powers are genetically accepted 
in human society, especially since Emperor Christian is such a gifted human. But some question the purity of their genes and even their human lineage. Most humans of the empire choose to believe that these superhumans have evolved and adapted. So blinders on, head in the sand, ostrich syndrome. And are developing powers and abilities to better cope with the hostile environments after the crash and the growing number of mutant animals that threaten mankind. So here we go. Uh, population, language, etc. Military forces, none of that stuff matters at this point. Emperor Christian, he's diabolic, of course. Uh, some pretty decent stats. Professor Cybeck, again, these are characters from the original uh, mutant, uh, um, after the bomb that have been ported over to this one. Typical human soldier. We're pretty much done with this part now. We're going to go into real combat after this. Isn't this a dog boy picture from Rifts? Maybe not. So, now, I had to go through all that as much as I didn't want to because that is the backstory to the game. I mean, that, that is what you're playing. It is not the original backstory. I much prefer the original one. Um, my world is actually even different from that to some degree. You do not play humans in my game. You will play a mutant animal in my game, but we'll talk about that later because that's oh, so what the game's about. you have to be about. in your game? Well, my game's set up differently than this one. Okay. So. Mine is more Mad Maxi, I guess you'd say. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Um, new kennel is the we want to read new kennel yeah i can do it quickly no we want to go into combat we do have to go into combat yes uh yep. the new the only remaining allies of the empire of humanity are the dogs of new kennel just 10 years ago the dogs were integrated into the empire however too many infiltrators not all the dogs were so craven caused the humans to set up the dogs with their own nation New Kennel is heavily dependent on the Empire of Humanity for manufactured goods, etc. Et New Kennel's population is almost entirely assorted breeds of mutated dogs. There's also quite a few wolves, coyotes, foxes, and others who can pass for dogs to avoid the Empire's slaves camp. There you go. Other notable places, we're not going to read them. The Plains of Free Cattle, that is from Roadhogs, if I remember correctly. The Roadhogs expansion. Niak. Was it this the original capital? This is obviously New York. <laughs> New no, I, I think. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, um, well, it's going to play on the puns. Rhode Island, Rodent Cartel of Philly. Oh, I wonder where that is. A whole bunch of mutant birds. Oh, look at those. Look at those disgusting things. Jesus. <laughs> God. So, when's he not going to join my after the bomb game? Never. Contested <laughs> landstorm, south and counter tables. Um, yeah, there we go. Not, not unless I get to be a good guy. What is going on here? Oh, okay. There's somebody up there trying to rip off the robots. All right, that that's it. Yes, yeah, so we're, we're going to go into combat next. We got the backstory of this. There's really not much else to uh, to go in here. If this has upset you, if this has turned you into hating, dog boys are the goodest boys. There you go. <laughs> that's that's riffs and not that uh, uh empire of humanity or uh after the bomb, but it, it definitely it's similarities there's some overlap yeah. there for sure uh oh, 158 there's one more thing to talk about before combat and i want to get this out of the way first because it's short um how to run a role-playing game don't care this is uh, by the way as, as you can see up here this game master section 
uh, involving player characters in your stories, whatever, you know, you can learn how to run games by reading this later. Making the games match the characters, playing attention. There was something... There was something in here that caught my eye that I wanted to to read. And for some reason, I feel like I'm in the wrong spot now. Some more aminals. Oh, here we go. Rewarding players for playing excellent. Uh, I don't care. Nope. Never mind. We're not going to talk about that. And no, I'm not going to edit that, that out for the video. Uh, there's a Game Master section here. You can read it. Now we're going to go into... Got to pause. What What PDF page? I'm one off on my stupid... Uh, 142 for the PDF. Okay. All right. Now we're going to talk about something much more positively. <laughs> we're going to talk about combat. And because Heath Nog and I do enjoy the combat of the Palladium system. Uh, we had to get through that first thing. Again, apologize if anybody doesn't like how negative we were about uh, the background. I love this game. Uh, I like the idea of anthropomorphic animals. Unlike him down there, I think they can be interesting. I think you can make an interesting world without being two-dimensional and childish about it. And that's what I really felt the backstory of this game was. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I, 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 you, I don't like anthropomorphic animals. I think there's, I think the idea is dumb, but a game can be made around it. But when you start off the game wrapped in that introduction nonsense, it just, you know, I, I would, I would rather watch My Little Pony. I really would, than, than play this game. Have, having, having read that introduction and backstory, it was ridiculous. There are people in chat who have actually played in my old TMNT games, and uh, none of them have complained I, about I it. I played in one of your TMNT games, Did and you? yes, it was more Mad Maxi. Did you play in it? I was the one shot in the neck where everyone kept oh, failing God, yeah. the, the first right. aid roll and I was dying because, you know, oh, if you're shot in the neck, you got to stop blood flow on both sides. Everyone was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Every single person failed the Every medical roll and two of them like critical, critical 99, 100, <laughs> like, oh, that looks right to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, but again, the way we do this, we do this in the premise of this is what the game is offering. This is what it's presenting out there. Here's the game for you. Make your so. own backstory, please. Or <laughs> or you use the old after the bomb backstory. It's well, gotta the old be after the bomb this. is still just as cartoony with the Empire of Humanity side of it. it. Just has a different way of making the mutation or the the why it came how it came to be. We'll say yeah, yeah. If it, and if it's more plausible, use that. Or just not care and say the world doesn't know. The world's just the way it has always been like this, as far as you're yeah. concerned. Yeah, that, that's that's how Rift starts out. You don't really know much much about 200 years ago what happened. You're not really sure. So whatever. All right, Heathen Dog, you know much more about this than me. So you ready to actually talk about something you're more interested in? Combat? Okay. Okay, so here we go. Combat. The Palladium combat system oh, is relatively okay. simple, quick, and realistic. It has been thoroughly playtested and has appeared in a dozen different role-playing games with great success. It all designed to fast-moving, easy to understand. All combat moves, strike, parry, dodge, etc., are resolved by rolling a 20-sided die. 20-sided die. It's all you really need to do combat here, except for damage. D damage varies depending on what, what you're fighting with, but that, that's why you, you buy a dice set and not just a single die. Oh. Oh, super chat. What? When it comes up over here. It doesn't okay. come up on the stream. Oh, there we go. Thank you for the $5, DM James. And you know what? I will always accept $5 to call Heathen Dog a brony. <laughs> All right. 
Moving on. Can't ban him because he paid you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. When opponents square off in battle, the game master must first determine who has initiative. In other words, who will attack first. Successful sneak attacks or long-range attacks will always have initiative for that melee round. Otherwise, whoever rolls the highest on a 20-sided die, adding any initiative bonuses, will attack first. That's why in Palladium, initiative bonuses are gold. Yes. Gold. You want this. You want initiative bonuses. They are your best friend, especially in close quarters combat. But combat in general, best friend. You want to go first because you could win before they get to do anything. You could just win. It happens like that. So you roll your 20-sided die, and then you add your applicable bonuses, either from martial arts training, from your physical prowess, if, you, if it's high enough, from any uh, any mutant animal traits you may have, any bionics you may have, any uh, if you're in some kind of robot vehicle, sometimes they have an initiative bonuses or some kind of power armor. There's lots of things that can give you initiative bonuses. Usually it's nickel and diming, plus one, plus two here, plus two there, you know, whatever. If you're real lucky, you get a plus six and higher as a total. And then, you know, you're, you're a combat god. But most of the time, you're looking at plus one to four tops. Most of the see time. My, see what my wife just posted? I married this crazy chick. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's in timeout. Okay. <laughs> All right. So after initiative has happened, and everyone knows who's going first, who's going second, all the way down to the end of the line. Then you have your first attacker. The next step is a first attacker to roll 20-sided die and add the roll to the character's strike bonus. Again, it's a 20-sided die. You roll it. You add your bonuses to strike. Where do these bonuses come from? Well, they'll come from your martial arts training. They'll come from uh, uh, physical prowess bonuses. They will come from power armor. They will come from super superpowers or mutant abilities. All of that is added together to get your total bonus to strike. You will add that to your die roll. Okay, keep that number. Got that number in your head? I rolled an 18 after all my bonuses. Good. Keep that 18 in your head. If the result of the roll to strike plus any bonuses is four or less, you automatically miss. This almost never happens, even at first level. Even at first level, you usually have a plus or a plus one or plus two bonus to strike. So you got to roll real crap to get below a four. At second level, it's almost unheard of. Almost unheard of. Because every martial art, okay, maybe every, every martial art gives you a plus two bonus to strike at second level. So that plus, plus a, a, a plus two from physical prowess or from other skills or from or from a weapon proficiency it will make sure your minimum roll even if you roll a one is going to be a five so you don't have to worry about this 99 percent of the time hitting sdc armor whenever defender is protected by armor strike rolls equal to or less than the armor rating hit the armor not the character inside this is this is a unnatural sdc armor not natural this is what happens i rolled an 18 okay the other person's wearing armor. Their armor rating is 13. I defeated that armor rating, which means if I hit, which is still theoretical at this point, 
I'm going to slip through the cracks in the armor and hit the person. I'm now definitely going to hit the person if the person doesn't do something. No, no, um, not, just, just, just as a side note, you could have just read the example. I could have, but I decided not to. <laughs> and you're muted. We can't hear a thing you're saying. You're at, nope. Can't hear you. All right, it's just me. Awesome. There we go. Okay, well then let, let's go ahead and read the example that he was talking about. Uh, the defender is wearing an armor vest with an armor rating of 12. Attacker must roll a 13 or higher to penetrate the armor and inflict damage directly to the defender's body. But if you roll less than that, but greater than four, you still do damage, but it's to the armor. The armor starts taking damage. When the armor is, re is reduced to zero SDC, the armor breaks and no longer protects the person at all. Unlike natural armor, if you don't break the armor rating, in, in this instance, uh, the armor rating is 17. Let's say I rolled a 16 to hit. And the and this person has natural armor. Their 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 skin is naturally dense, or they they're a mutant turtle or whatever. And you hit it on the turtle shell, turtle power, all that good stuff. And they have a natural armor rating of say fourteen. I rolled a thirteen. It does no damage whatsoever. The bullet or energy blast or rock or whatever bounces off, does nothing. That's the difference between regular armor, equipment armor, and natural armor. But I rolled an 18. So you're wearing a vest, gives you a, an armor rating of uh, 13. I rolled an 18. I defeated it. So right now I'm still hitting you. Now, there, there's, there's more that can be done, which is... Defender rolls to parry, dodge, or entangle. Now it's the defender's turn. I have rolled, I have hit you, which means I got greater than a four. I have even defeated your armor because I have an 18. Which means if you do nothing, I'm going to hit you and do damage directly to your, to your, to your personal SDC and then maybe your hit points and then maybe take your life. <laughs> I thought Max understood communication software. I thought so too. I thought so too. As a matter of fact, while we are waiting for him, I'm going to share my screen. There we go. So we, we, can, we can follow along. Now we're at the defender. So far as the attacker, I rolled my attack. I used an action and rolled my attack and I am hitting. I am armor defeating hitting. I'm hitting you. Now it's the defender's turn to make some decisions. After successful roll to strike is made, the defender has a few options to avoid taking damage. Unless the defender is helpless, unconscious, otherwise disabled, tied up, whatever, he can attempt to avoid damage in any one of the following ways. To be successful, the role to defend must surpass or equal the number to strike by his attacker. For example, parrying. 
most palladium games you cannot parry bullets energy blasts or stuff like that because they move just too darn quickly in heroes unlimited rifts uh with with super superhumanly quick you know people you get to try and 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 parry or dodge these things but with no bonuses straight up d20 roll only but let let's say you are a normal human being and you cannot parry a bullet so parrying is is not is not a thing you can do but if i were punching you if i were punching you and i rolled an 18 i defeated your armor you can try and parry my punch to succeed the defender's role to parry with bonuses must be equal to or greater than the attacker's role to strike with bonuses this means i roll a d20 i get bonuses to parry these bonuses come from very di- varied areas. Do I have a shield or arm guard? That'll give me a bonus. My any uh, my my martial arts skill will give me a bonus. My physical prowess, natural physical prowess, will give me a bonus. I add up all these bonuses and I roll a d20. If I roll an 18 or higher, because I rolled an 18 to hit you, remember, I have to roll an 18 or higher, or you have to roll an 18 or higher to defend against that, and if you parry an unarmed attack, hand-to-hand attack, and it, you, you you parry with your hand, I attack with my hand, you take no damage. That's it. But you may have used an action doing that. I use an action to attack you, you use an action to defend. We'll call it square. Barehanded parry. Trying to block a weapon is dangerous. Let's say I'm using a club, and you're blocking with your arm. I don't know anyone who's, who's tried to block, say, a, a baseball bat strike with your arm. You're going to take damage from that. It's going to hurt. So blocking with your bare hands against a sword, knife, pickaxe, or other weapon, it must be done without the character's usual bonus to parry because you must parry in such a way as to hit the attacker's hand or arm or blunt part of the weapon to avoid getting hurt by it. So you don't get a bonus because you're trying to parry and not get your arm broken or cut off. All right, can, you, can, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear okay. you now. But uh, I want so this. I want to say this back. There are two things I want to point out uh, about this that I was trying to say. Then, number the one, yeah. is that uh, uh, and if you can keep sharing if you want, or I can share. It's up to you. Uh, natural armor is more prevalent in this game than probably any other uh, Palladium game. Not that it isn't prevalent at all in like Heroes Unlimited. There's a lot of it there. Oh, there's but, a lot in Heroes Unlimited. Yeah. Uh, but this game. So many creatures from armadillos to turtles to alligator, yeah. whatever. Turtles have the was one of my examples. Yeah. Okay. So you, you did that. The other one is, as I think, and I could be wrong, but from my perspective, this was one of the best write ups of Palladium Combat of any book because it's way more concise than some of the other ones, but includes and includes examples and yes. like everything makes sense. Like, I don't know. I, I really like the way the combat section was written up in this book. It's good. It's so, good. Are you going to keep sharing? And you want am, me to. I am right. I'm up to dodge. All right. So dodge means the character physically moves out of the path of the attack. With only a few exceptions, each dodge uses up the character's attacks per melee round, and the character who runs out of melee actions or attacks can no longer dodge to attack. So remember, I rolled an 18 to hit you. And let, let's say I'm using a sword. Well, you don't want to parry because you don't have a weapon. If you try and parry with a sword, you're going to parry crappily or you're going to get your arm cut off. You don't want either of those things. So you just try and just get out of the way. 
So you have to roll a d20 to dodge. Now, you get a dodge bonus. It's dependent on your physical prowess. It's dependent on your martial arts training. It's dependent on uh, if you're wearing uh, some kind of suit of armor or a mutant ability or or a, a, a natural ability of of your of your uh, species that you are based off in this game. You add those bonuses together and you roll. If you roll an 18 or higher, you successfully got out of the way. But let's move on. Okay, entangle. Now this is this is a special attack mode that you may or may not have. If you have, if you're properly trained in the right martial art, there's there's usually three kinds: basic, um, basic expert, oh, and martial yeah, art. There, there's hand another hand one in this one that's gonna. There's be another fun. one in this one. Okay, it's, it's probably like monkey foo or whatever. No, no, know. no. It's 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 four legged combat. Four legged. No, oh, whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you you may not have this option. But if you have an option of entangle. Uh, you can attempt to entangle a physical attack either by pinning the attacker's limb if the attack is a punch or kick, or grabbing the attacker's weapon and pointing and pointing it out of arm's way. This is like like the the like the the super ninja master cat catching a sword be in the palms of his hand. That's entangling the weapon. Or if someone tries to punch you, you you grab their weapon, and you you grab their arm and you you wrap your arm around it. You're entangling their arm. If the attackers are grabbing the attacker's weapon, blah, blah, blah. Roll a d20. Next move by the defender's attack is to break free of the entanglement. Roll a d20. Now remember, to entangle an attack, you have to roll equal or higher than the attack roll, which means you have to roll an 18 on the entangle. Now, how do we roll entangle? Just the same way as you roll everything else. You roll a d20 and add your bonuses for this special attack. It's usually going to be in your in your martial arts package you're going to see it you add your physical prowess bonus like 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 most things goes directly to that and then you roll you have to roll equal or higher and it's entangled and now the attacker has to use an action to try and get the weapon back or get his arm free so if you successfully entangle you're actually making your attacker burn another action just to get free And then let's say, let's say you fail in all this. Okay. You as the defender have failed. I rolled an 18 and you decided I have a, I have a sword. You're not going to try and parry that. So you tried to dodge. Well, with all of your bonuses, you only got a 16 crap. You got hit. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Let's find out. Uh, the attacker makes makes successful strike, and the defender did not manage to parry, dodge, or entangle. Then the attacker rolls for the amount of damage inflicted, adding any appropriate bonuses. For example, if the attack was a punch, the attacker gets to roll a d4 if they're not trained in a karate punch, which is a d6, and then add any physical strength bonus as well as any combat skill bonus to damage. If the attacker uses a sword, he inflicts a damage from that weapon. Let's say a long sword is 2d6, so we'll do 2d6, plus any physical strength bonus because you're pushing it through, as well as any combat skill bonus to damage. Now, the, the combat skill bonus you're, I'm talking about here are weapon skill proficiencies, or in the, in the, in the event of a hand-to-hand -hand attack, your hand-to-hand -hand skill proficiency. Now, there, uh, 
at each level of uh, each level you are between one and 15, you have a greater knowledge of hand to hand and weapon fighting. So you get more bonuses as you get higher in levels. Some bonuses give you bonuses to strike. Some, some levels give you bonuses to damage. Okay. So let's say I'm using the sword because I've been, I've been using a sword through this entire example already. So I get to roll 2d6 plus my physical strength damage plus my weapon proficiency in sword damage. Let's say it's a plus one and I have no strength bonus. So I roll 2d6 plus one and that damage, since I rolled an 18, bypassing your armor rating of 13 goes directly to your SDC. So I do on average eight damage to your SDC with that sword punt with, with, with that sword hit. I now did eight damage to you. Is that killing you? Probably not. Is that even going through your SDC? Probably not, which means you are not seriously injured. Now there are specialty. There are special roles. Natural 20 is always a critical strike. A critical strike does double damage. If I had rolled a natural 20, not including bonuses, a natural 20 on the 20-sided die, I would do, if I still hit you, which, which you know, it doesn't say a natural 20 is always a hit. It says a natural 20 is always a critical. You can still dodge by rolling a natural 20 or by rolling uh, a, a dodge that is greater than, than, than my strike bonus plus my 20. Uh, specifically, specifically, in, uh, I don't know if it's in this one. I think it's in this one. It specifically says if somebody rolls a 20 to hit you, you have to roll 20 to dodge. Okay. It didn't say that here yet. Okay. If it says it at all, it hasn't said it yet. But a, a natural 20 can be dodged either by another nat, either by a natural 20 rolled to dodge or by a normal rolling your dodge and just, just getting a greater total result than the attacker will find out later. But if a natural 20 is confirmed to be a hit, it always does double damage. Uh, if you if you combine a, a, a critical strike, which is a natural 20, with, with another special maneuver, like, say, a, a double-fisted strike or a jump kick or whatever, it, it does... It, it adds multiplier to that. If a jump kick does double damage and a natural 20 does double damage, you don't add it together to do times four. No, you just add another one. So instead of two, it's three. If for some reason you get another multiplier for some circumstance somewhere, it goes from three to four. Multipliers don't, don't add together. They, they, they add one. When you're stacking multipliers, you just add one more to the highest multiplier, and that's what happens. Pulled punches. This is a special attack. If I'm attacking to pulled punch, which means I don't want to hurt you that bad, I just want to let you know you've been punched and to let you know I can punch you and to let you know that I pulled it. It didn't have to just sting. It could have hurt real bad. Pulled punch is different than a regular strike. It's still rolled by a D20, but the bonuses are different because it's not a bonus to strike. It's a pulled punch bonus, which has, which has diff different bonuses depending on your martial arts training or your this weapon. Is one of those maybe, weird rules that uh, I know we yeah. talked about in, in uh, versions yeah, a of lot of people past, don't, I don't even like try pulled punches because if you want to punch someone, you're not punching to scare You're you're punching to kill. Right. So why would you even, well, even still punch? even, to me, even if it's a matter of like, oh, I just want to give them a little, a little tap over there, whatever. I'm not going right, to have you right. roll an 11 vice a five. Like, it just seems right. silly to me. Like, just Here's call the it. thing, though. 
if you fail a pulled punch roll, you do full damage. <laughs> you do full damage as long as you still hit. As long as you rolled above a four, you still hit. But but you rolled you rolled below the the uh, pulled punch number, which I never understood. But whatever, you do full damage. Yeah, pulled punch is eleven, if I remember correctly. Okay, it's eleven. It was either eleven or thirteen. I I forget which one. Oh, you might be right. Okay, now you as you as the defender, you've been hit. I've done eight damage to you. Okay, you still have things you can do. Uh, two plus three plus four is six. Yes. You take you, you take the highest the highest multiplier, and every other multiplier adds one. So four becomes four times two, becomes five. Five times three becomes six. So at that point, it becomes a six times multiplier. So rolling with punch impact, you still have something you can do. If the attack is a physical impact attack, like things from a punch, kick, club, mace, hammer, staff, thrown rock, fall, or explosion, or similar, you can attempt to roll with it. Now, I'm hitting you with a sword. So no, you can't roll with this. You just get cut. But let's say I was punching you. I rolled everything exactly the same. But now you can try and roll your body out of the way to mitigate the damage. Boxers do this all the time. If they think they're going to get hit right in the face, they will they will pull their face back with the punch to try and mitigate the damage, to try and vector their face off so they don't take the full force of that impact. That's what rolling with punch impact is. Now, you have to roll, and again, you're rolling a d20. You're using another action, most likely. Yes, you can easily burn through actions this way. You're using another action, and your bonuses are your roll with punch bonuses, which again, skills, martial arts training, physical prowess can all factor into all this. And then you still have to roll equal to or higher than my strike, which was 18. And if you do, you only take half damage from a physical thing. But in this case, in this example I gave, it's a sword. It's not an impact. It's a cut. So you can't even roll that. You're just taking eight damage and you're going to like it. I, I house rule this uh, in, in terms of like uh, somebody swinging a hammer at you. You're not rolling with punch fall. <laughs> Sorry, that okay, thing. Well, if you watch yeah. how hammers actually do damage to people like no. But that is your basic combat scenario. Roll to attack, roll to pay your dodge, fail. The defender gets another chance, but burning through actions doing so. Which, which is in, which is the point of the game, though. Which is the point. Yes, you have to think tactically. That's what a lot of people don't understand about Palladium Combat. You have to think tactically. If you if if you are so afraid of taking damage that you burn through several several of your of your actions in a melee, you will run out, and then your attacker has two or three actions left that he can roll uncontested. And there's a flip side to that. The same thing is like if you blow through all six attacks right away. Yeah, you have then, no then, defense then left. The other person can attack you uncontested if you didn't kill them. Now, I want I want you to to actually understand that the attacker has rolled damage before you have decided to roll with fall impact, which means you know how much damage you're going to take. Tactically, you got to think: Can I absorb 
this impact damage and still be okay? Or do I, is it, is it more beneficial for me to try and mitigate this damage because it's just too damn much? That's another thing in this game that, that I don't like, but is necessary to keep the game flowing. Cause I think that rolling a punch falls instinctual personally. It's not something like, well, how hard did he actually hit me? Bam. Oh, you know what? I'm going to roll with that. But well, again, no, there, there is, there is the flip side argument to that. There is the flip side argument. If you are trained in martial arts, then when a when an attack is coming for you, you will know because of experience and training where it's going to hit, how bad it's probably going to be. Well, probably yes, but but again, yeah. we're talking dice again, rolls. Yes, I understand, but but you, know, you got to keep the game moving. Exactly, you got to keep the game moving. So you have to decide whether you want to burn this extra action to try and mitigate this damage. Is it just going to be too much? Someone's coming in. He, uh, Mike Tyson has come is coming down on you, and his fist is right here. He's going to break your eye socket. You know it. He's rolled damage. It's twenty. You don't want to take that damage. You don't. You don't want to take that. You want to try and take half. So you will burn an action because tactically it's sound. Burning an extra action to take ten instead of twenty. What <laughs> nerdy ogre just posted something that uh, sorry it's not that prevalent when you when you're out outside of riffs <laughs> boxing yeah no 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 uh, auto dodge I always oh, have auto dodge, dodge. yeah I, I, outside of riffs and heroes unlimited auto auto dodge and auto parry is not that prevalent unless you are a mid to high level character and you have hand to hand expert or martial arts then you start getting auto stuff you don't have that in the beginning. But if 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 uh, if if nerdy Mc, McNerderson comes at you with his eh, weak weak sauce limp wristed punch, and you know that thing's only doing three damage, why would you even burn an action trying to roll with that? Just just take it, absorb it, and hit him back and harder. That's all. That's all you do. So you have to think tactically. That that's what that's what rips makes you do. Uh, the the person with with the more actions left at the end of the round will probably win. Because all of their actions are now uncontested. So there are only a couple things I, I want to point out from the notable combat terms because they're not going to be really addressed any other way. So there's things for people to consider. Uh, if we look at blind for a second, uh, penalties for being blinded or fighting in absolute darkness without optical systems to see. Ignore right. all, ignore all of the characters' normal combat bonuses. Ignore them. I'll just read off your screen now. It's really tiny though. Um, ignore, ignore them all. So you already have lost all of your bonuses? All your bonuses. It's straight D20 rolls now. And the blind character's minus 10 to strike. Now, normally in, in other games, I believe it was all minus nines. But was here it? it's minus 10. Okay, you might be right. I, I don't honestly know. Um, speed is reduced by 30 to 50%, or should or be. Or should be. <laughs> like, really? Again, some comments that they put in this game. But uh, I just wanted to put that out there, that if you can find ways of blinding people, throwing dust yeah. in the eyes, uh, shutting Smoke off the grenades. lights... It's throw, throw stand, you know, whatever, you know, blinding an opponent is worth burning an action for because it makes all of their actions so much less effective. So is stun, but we'll get to that in a moment. The next one I'd like to look at is death blow. Cause it's not, it's not what you think it is, or maybe it is a special attack designed to kill an opponent in one or two strikes. This attack is often limited in hand to hand. Okay, uh, is limited hand to hand combat to the role of a natural high strike number. You actually you can't just do death blow. You have no. to have it as part you of your hand to hand skill, and you have, you have to, to declare it, it. and yep. you have to have it as one of your martial arts skill. And then after that, after you call it, you have to roll a natural eighteen to twenty, or 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 
whatever your your particular hand-to-hand skill calls which for. is usually a death blow natural 20 and then once you get higher death blow it's natural 18, 20. 20. So yeah. I, I have seen it go down to as low as 16 but that's rare wow 25 percent chance to okay well let's see what it does though so you know it's it is impressive but it doesn't just kill you necessarily right away the attack oh, does no, double it'll, it'll probably kill you right away because this is what it does oh this is different than what uh heroes unlimited the is attack it? does double damage yeah. that bypasses sdc directly yep, to hit, to hit point, point. Isn't the double damage portion of that different than uh, Heroes Unlimited? Yes, you, usually, usually all it does is bypass. You have to also yeah. critical to do double damage. But no, in this game, a death blow not only bypasses all of your personal SDC and goes straight to hit points, it does double damage. A death blow is no joke. It is properly named. You can easily die from a punch. Okay, that I take that. I take blow. back my my point of saying it's not quite as deadly as you might think, especially no. when you read the next sentence. This attack can be used with punches and kicks, of course, or horns, antlers, tusks, or handheld weapons such as swords and clubs. I don't remember it being able to be used with swords and clubs before. Again, am I wrong? Because you know you way more about wrong. this. You're not wrong. You, usually, it is just a hand to hand attack. Now, uh, there, I, I think if you get high enough level in weapon proficiency with with some weapons, you can do a death blow in other games, but. In, in, in this one, it looks like swords and clubs and everything like that is still doable for Deathblow. Yep. The That's one awesome. other, unless you have one you want to look at. Well, no, I, I, I want to I talk about the whole Deathblow thing. Oh, yeah, please. Because uh, uh, your, your hit points are not affected by and large as, 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 by, as, by skills and, and such as your SDC is. They can be just because your hit points are based on your physical endurance. So let's say if you have a 10 physical endurance, you have a base of 10 hit points plus a D6 at level one. So let, let's say you rolled average, you rolled a 13. I hit you for eight damage. If I hit you with a death blow, I rolled an 18, remember? Mm -hmm. Let's just say I rolled a natural 18 and my death blow is confirmed. I just did 16 damage directly to your hit points. I just killed you. Yep. You are now gone. There's no more you. I cut uh, off your this, head. Ga this game is like the other Palladium games where it's physical endurance plus 1d6 per level. Yeah. So at, at level one, let's say you have 13, 13 hit points. I just did 16 damage. You just died in one attack. Now, somebody died. in chat is going to yell at me. Say, That's not true. Your animal size and, and type, it, it does. But for, for simplicity's sake, it's like the other Palladium games. Right. But uh, Omenal, Omenal, I, I want to I address that right now. Oh, okay. uh, Roll with punch impact is good to reduce death blow damage. Yes, because remember, they had to declare the death blow and you got to see their roll. So as long as it's not a bladed weapon, a bullet, an energy beam or whatever, you can you will definitely want to try and roll with punch with this thing. But remember, in my example, I hit you with a sword. There's no rolling with that. There's no rolling with that. So, you know, if... If I hit you with a sword or a knife or something and got a death blow, you're just going to have to take it. Or dodge or parry that thing. You better roll well. Because I rolled a natural 18 to 20, which means you got to roll really well on your dodge or parry. Because you better roll well. Because if you don't, I try them both. Try dodge and parry. Burn all the attacks. Burn all your actions <laughs> per round. Yeah. Because that can literally kill you in one hit. Yep. All right. Uh, uh, go go ahead and go ahead and throw yours up. I'll I'll let you take over again. Oh, okay. Uh, put put yours in in the wings, and I'll take mine down. Okay, I'm sharing. 
Um, okay. I want to talk about two. Oh, here's the natural 20 thing. So a natural 20 beats all of the rolls and can only be parried or dodged by another natural 20. There you go. There it is. Okay, so, there's where it stated. Yeah, so okay. if you get a natural 20 to hit, that's great. It's a critical. Unless someone rolls a natural 20 to parry or dodge, yep. then it's nothing. The other one, that because Heathen Dog and I have talked about this in the past with regard to uh, different abilities, I want to talk about knockout stun. And particularly, I want to talk about That is an underutilized thing that is very powerful. Oh, does this not have the same rules? A knockout or stun attack temporarily incapacitates a victim. The victim is not necessarily unconscious, just dazed. Um, dazed dazed but, is, uh, is, I believe, 1d4. Uh, yeah, one, that's... One, is it up here? It's not... It, it i i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it here okay well it, you you know what the normal rule is so normally it's it's uh if you do your knockout and it works the character's knocked out for what 1d6 melee rounds if yeah. uh if you fail the knockout blow you still get the stun effect which is 1d4 which is if i remember correctly, it's like 1d4 rounds of being minus two or minus four to attack yeah to to all actually all actions all, all actions all right so yeah. i don't know why that's not written here but uh, I, I, it's one of the things I think uh, we don't talk about enough or, or in, in some of the other ones, because you and I have had this conversation where yeah. I absolutely agree with Heathen Dog, 100% tactical underutilized. Fighting. Yes, tactical fighting is key, is key. I mean, everyone everyone hates on uh, knock, knockdowns. Everyone hates about a body flip and throws. Everyone, but you only do a D4 damage. No, but you just you, you, won initiative. You, you uh they automatically lose their initiative and go last and they have to burn an action just to get up un unless they have the special up, yeah. cool uh ninja and super spies flip up skill which this is this is not that game so no they don't have it so they now their initiative is now dead last for the rest of the round and they lose an action getting up tactically it's amazing it's absolutely amazing and that that d4 damage is not protected by armor they just oh, take it. They, they, I didn't they, know that. They take, okay. Oh, it is. Yeah. Be, because for a body flip throw, you don't have to defeat armor rating. Fair. Okay. You know, and it makes sense too, because I can see somebody getting wind knocked out of them or yeah, whatever. It's an, it's an impact. It's, 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 okay. it's like, it's like falling from a, from a, from a high place. Uh, your armor isn't, isn't going to protect you very well against just a sudden stop, <laughs> you know? So there you are. Before we get into hand to hand combat, I got four starred comments. Okay. Uh, first one is I found that most game systems initiative bonuses are rare and made of gold. Fair, but uh, but a lot of games Palladium that I played is, is the basically the 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 poster child for that. Right, because a lot of games initiative comes more regularly. Maybe I'll say, or you find ways around it. This one, you have to plan for it. You have to think about how am I going to get initiative bonuses, and you're usually paying for it to some degree as well. Um. Kevin Sullivan says you subtract one from each additional modifier. I think this is when you're talking about the damage modifiers. Uh, subtract one from each additional modifier. It, okay, so what, what he's saying is if you have a, a times two and a times four, you subtract one from the additional one, so it'd be a three. So when you add them together, it'd be times five. That crap gets crazy real fast. If that's true, I would never play like that. Because damage can can snowball out of control too quickly. Times five damage. Ooh. Now that, you've got that, me thinking because when you say wild. damage can can, uh, I like the I like the ability of one shot kill again. Rare, 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 rare one shot kills. I like that as a possibility in a game. Well, you you can get that with with the with my method. 
you know, a, a, a times three and a times two put together equals times four. Four times damage is still pretty deadly. You can. Get I, I'd have to see. I'd have to see it in action. Um, I wasn't here for that part of the rules reading, so I don't know exactly what the verbiage of the rules is. I'm not going to go back and parse that. Because no, we want to move it, on it, here. But now, to be fair, it wasn't that that uh, the, the the multiplier thing was not stated in this book yet. Hmm. Mm. So, you know, so we haven't we haven't really solidified that. That's how I do it. And okay. if, if 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 Kevin Sullivan is correct. And in, in this book, it's done this way, then it's much more deadly. Yes. And if, if you want to min-max combat, you will you will get fighting techniques that allow you to stack high multipliers, which would be awesome. So yeah, okay. You know, which whichever one is correct, I'll I'll I will concede. Omano said pull punch should be automatic where character states for the punch. I generally agree with that. I mean, it depends. I mean you're probably not going to use it in a real fight unless you just, yeah. I just want to do one point of damage to him every time just, just to mess with them. Okay. But I would still make, to me, I would say that's just a normal punch. You're just doing one point of damage. Just, to me, it makes it simpler, but yeah. you know, well, pull punch is stupid. I mean, if, if, if you're, if you're play fighting, I'm not going to make you hit him for real. And if you're real fighting, you're not going to want to pull punch anyway. So right. what the hell? And the last one's for me. Thanks for the $2 crafty. I thought Max understood communication software. I did. My computer stopped <laughs> I don't know what it was, but my computer wouldn't uh, do audio at all anywhere. It wasn't even registering. wasn't registering my camera either after I turned it off. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I had to restart. So thanks for the $2, though. All right. Hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat. Um, let's not read it word for word. Um, how about this? What are your important takeaways before we get into... Oops, I forgot to turn to crap. Thank you. I got it. Uh, I got it. What are your what are your takeaways? We'll talk about boxing and wrestling a little bit, but what are your takeaways from the different the three main styles, basic expert martial arts? And then we'll look at that fourth one because it is one that is the most different from anything that's been done. Okay. Before. The, the most important thing to realize about basic expert and hand to hand and, and, and martial arts hand to hand combat is that they're not inherently better than all the others. It, you have to burn more more skill selections to get the higher tiers, but the big difference is that you will start earlier levels getting more options. If you get a higher tier of hand-to-hand -hand combat, you will get the death blow sooner. You'll get a, 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 a greater critical strike range sooner. You will get bonuses to strike and parry sooner. You will get extra attacks sooner in your level progression the more skills you burn in the beginning of the game getting higher tier hand-to-hand -hand combat you will get all of these bonuses at a faster pace but more times than not even if you take a hand-to-hand -hand basic you will eventually get all of these special maneuvers and bonuses just much later in your level progression now there are instances where this is not true there are special cases yes like if you have hand-to-hand -hand basic, you may never get a, a, a higher higher range of death blow or 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 a critical strike, but you will get it. Just maybe at level thirteen instead of level four or five. That's the big takeaway. The the two other takeaways I would take are both written on the page here. Number one, most characters trained in combat start with four attacks per round. The assassin yeah. starts with three. Most start with four. Um, the other one, if you look at the section below, boxing and wrestling, they don't provide level up bonuses, but 
They add other options to you, wrestling with the grappling, boxing with the extra attack, add to your uh, your already Give known you hand to hand maneuvers. Skin. Yes. Yep. Now, um, you can we can you know just look at it's basic. You get some stuff. You can kick at third level. Remember, you can always kick. It just does more damage. Yeah. Uh, but judo style body flip throw because you've taken some more of those uh, Walmart, uh, not Walmart, uh, uh, strip mall. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, strip one 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 weekend a month. Uh, you know, little lessons. Hand to expert. This is kind of like your bodyguard. This is your military. This is you know, if yeah. you're a marine, not not Air Force. We 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 barely get no, basic. No, we uh, no. I, I didn't have any hand to hand combat training in the Air Force. I, I didn't either. I just took kung fu. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it but it does a little bit more. And there we go. Death blow on a roll of natural twenty, but not until fifteenth level. So good luck with exactly. that. Exactly. And you, you get your critical strike on an unmodified eighteen, nineteen, or twenty at level six. Yep. At level six. Now let's look at martial arts and see what happens there. Martial arts. Uh, you start with weapon proficiency paired. That was always the big one in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. was getting that weapon proficiency paired because everybody weapon. wanted to have uh, Daisho. <laughs> But uh, two additional attacks per melee round at, at level, level two. two. That is crazy. You six. just went from four to six attacks just by going one level. That is what's crazy. The, what's the drawback, though? What's the drawback to having hand-to-hand -hand martial arts? Two skills. Oh, you, have to, you have to burn two extra, two extra skill points. Or you know, yeah. a skill selection, sorry. Two extra skill so selection. This is good for a combat monster, but a good game master, you're going to... Or, or, good group is going to want to have the technological guy in there as well. So, uh, yeah. Anywho. Do, do, do. Here we go. Oh, no, that was expert. This here's martial arts down here. No, no, that, this, this over here is martial arts. This is oh, expert it, right it, here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. I, I just, I was confused. Do you want me to do this one? Cause this one might be offensive. Hang on. Let me, let me, let me look at the early levels of martial arts. Okay. Sure. No, no, wait, no, no. Uh, scroll. This Scroll is it right down here. to where it says hand-to-hand -hand martial arts. Uh, there, there, there was some text there that gave bonuses. Oh, okay. There, note, this hand-to-hand -hand fighting style has been updated with a plus one initial level three, plus two. Okay. Uh, one starts with four attacks per, per melee. See, what is it? What is this? Th this is the actual thing. What was that over there? Scroll down some more. Level five. Oh, and that starts, that's level six over there. Okay. Level one yeah. starts with four attacks. What? Oh shit! That was assassin. You were, you were doing assassin. Okay, oh, that's what you were doing. Okay, so, which makes so, sense because assassin only starts with three attacks per round. There you go. So scroll, uh, scroll down. We'll start martial arts. Okay. Uh, good catch. Let's see. At, at, at level two, you get plus three periodic strike. At level one, you get a pull punch and roll with ball. Roll with fall impact. At level four, you get an, one additional attack. At level five, you get a jump kick, critical strike, and in, you get the entangle maneuver. Now, the, all these other ones with can't a plus do one. With a plus one, get it at a plus one. You, but no one else has it yet. No one else can even try to entangle yet, but you can, because you actually have formal martial arts training. And then you get the critical strike on unmodified 18, 19, or 20 at level six. Now, basic, you, you got it also at level six, but it was only a 19 or 20. Hand to hand expert, expert, you also got yeah, 18, you 19, got a level 20. six and 18, 19, 20, but you get the same thing here. And then uh, paired weapons at level seven, leap attack, an another critical attack. At takes 90, takes two strikes action. or two ac actions though. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and of course at level 15, you get a death blow. Where, where uh, basic, you don't get a death blow ever. At hand-to-hand -hand expert, do you also get a death blow at level 15? Yeah, that was the one where I read level 15. Yeah, the, the only thing I screwed blow. up was the, uh, the assassin when I didn't scroll up high enough and that was my fault. Right. 
Okay. So yeah. So uh, you you will you will get with with basic you will get basically everything you need, but expert and martial arts are going to give you more options. They're going to give you more tactical options than you would have with just your basic hand to hand combat. You know, I remember there being bigger disparity between martial no, arts no, and there, expert before. For, for the other games, there were bigger disparity, yes. Okay. Um, Assassin, yeah, I completely forgot that that was in here. Remember, it only starts with three, but then yeah, right and, off the bat, it gets the extra two actions. I uh, add level two, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I got to do it because it's part of the game. All right, go for uh, it. Uh, oh, I'm sharing, right? Yeah, I'm sharing, cool. so I should swap this, but I'm not. Characters with biped none. So in this game, we haven't gone into this yet. We're going to do it next week. In this game, uh, if you play a dog, if you play a bull, if you play some four-legged animal, you need to figure out your bipedal status. If you have none, that means you have to play your character on all fours. I'm just going to be upfront with everybody. When I run the games, I require all players. They have to take biped full. I've run too many games where peak characters didn't have it, and all they did was whine the entire time. Because, you know, couldn't do some of the things they wanted to do. Um, so, this won't ever be a part of my game. But if it is, characters with biped none or biped partial. Partial means you kind of walk around like a bear, where sometimes you can be on, on your back legs, but a lot of times you're on your front legs also as well. Especially characters with hooves can learn how to use their four-legged stance both aggressively and defensively. You're teaching a horse how to be a war horse now. Take the best moves of the natural boar. Bull and elk, this practical martial arts shows four-legged creatures how to take advantage of their mass, as well as the power of moving on four legs. Basic moves include block, automatic shoulder block. I'm not going to read all this stuff. You can see it there. Back kick. You know, it's, don't stand behind a horse, right? No, orbule. Yeah, bad idea. 4d6 plus damage bonuses. That's a lot. Oh, by the way, this game does not... If you watch our, our Heroes Unlimited series, this game does not have the SDC of Heroes Unlimited unless no, you no. take certain animal types. Goring, critical strike. Ripping, slashing, or impaling an opponent with one's horns, antlers, or tusks. It's a critical strike. That means it does double damage. Yep. Headbutt. This is, you don't want to be headbutted by something with antlers, by the way. Headbutt charge attack. You don't... You, you get where this is going, right? Trample, yeah. stampede. Character attempts to run right over an opponent. 2d6 damage. Inflicting double da double the amount of damage. Was it, uh, inflicting double the amount of damage of the actual hooves. 2d6 if the character doesn't have hooves. So hooves are something you would buy in the game. Right. So we can look at that. Again, that'll be next week. The reason we're covering a lot of this now before the animal powers is because I didn't want to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Once we do this today, a lot of these things will be teased. And then when we start talking about the animals, we can point back to this. Remember when we talked in combat about hooves, you know. Uh, combat moves include those above as well as roll with punch, fall, kick. Now what? Uh, critical strike, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so let's see what it says. Starting at one. Starts with three attack actions per melee round. So like Assassin, it only has three, not four. Plus two to block, plus one to dodge, plus two to damage, uh, plus two damage to headbutt or ram attack. So already right off the bat, you start using your noggin to hit things, and uh, you got bonuses to damage. Level two, plus one action melee round. So we're, we're at everybody else now. Four attacks, right? 
Mm. Plus one initiative and can perform the back kick attack. So you don't get that ability until level two, even though a natural horse can do it right out of the gate. So not sure why that is, but you know, whatever. I know game balance. I get it. Yeah. Plus two to strike. Plus one initiative again to level four. Plus one attack at level five, and now you get the goring critical strike. No, no, 19- you already had a goring critical strike, but the but the, uh, the range increased instead of just a natural twenty. Now it's a natural nineteen or twenty. Did I have it? Because these yeah. things aren't automatic. These things are all, these aren't things you start with necessarily. They're just stuff that you get with goring this. critical strike. Oh, oh, you don't start with it. I, th- I thought I thought hmm. you did. If you had antlers, I thought you did start with it. No, unfortunately, you don't. You don't get the critical version of that. I, oh, okay. Well, actually, yeah, you do because you have antlers, right? And a twenty yeah. is all, all critical. So yeah, technically, exactly. you would. It's just yeah. not written. But in now, now it. the range is doubled. Instead yeah. of just a twenty, now it's nineteen to twenty. Um, plus two to block. Okay, headbutt, knockdown, charge, special. So not only are the crap above, hits the opponent with a headbutt, or sorry, hits opponent with a headbutt, or horns angled in such ways to knock or throw the character off his feet with a successful strike. Victim suffer suffers. Blunt head butt damage and is knocked off his feet, losing initiative. So this is just like a body flip throw. Only it does more damage. Yeah, I was going to say, you get the damage with it. Plus one action, parry, parry, death blow on natural 20. Don't know why that one had to be written out like that, but okay. Knockout stun on 17 through 20. Wow. That is a huge range. Now it's level 15 to be fair, but... So... Um, there we go. I, I just want to point that's the one that's way different in this game than any other one. Yes. And did you want to pick back up with range combat? No, you go ahead. Okay. Range combat. Oh, then I'm going to move these screens. Reading it there sucks. Watch my computer crash again. All right. The following are the new easy to understand use rules for firearms. Well, we'll be the judge of that. So far, I, what do you think? Would I think the way they're written up in After the Bomber actually better than in some of the other games actually all the know. other games i've never read this book before in my life well no no no, no i'm talking what we've read so far so far i think it's concise and it's in a good order yeah it, it's it's the same but it's presented in a in the in a, in a way that i would call proper okay so all right anybody who does not have a weapon proficiency in a, a firearm can still use it why because anybody can pick up a weapon and pull the trigger right however and i don't know if this is a new rule or not it seems new to me when you fire, I don't care if you do not have weapon proficiency pistol, but you have a dexterity of 19, which gives you what a plus four or something to, to your PP? Uh, one, two, I think it's three. Three, okay, plus three. You do not get to apply them to modern weapons. PP attribute bonuses and hand to hand combat bonuses, well, hand to hand makes sense, do mm. not apply to modern weapons. See, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. It does to me because I fired weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and your and would 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 you call your hand your hand in hand and your hand eye coordination exceptional? Hand eye coordination is very has very little to do with firing a firearm. It's really? sight control. It's sight control. Okay. Uh, now to be fair, I don't care either way. But I'm just saying this does make sense to me. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't use it. I I always use PP bonuses when when doing anything with with your hands or hand eye coordination or anything like that. I always I always add it in. Got it. <laughs> Chimerian says, finally, a martial arts for centaur. There you go, Chimerian. Add that to your game. Martial arts for centaurs. <laughs> uh, when the character does not have the weapon proficiency skill for the weapon he's firing, he can still attempt to use it and fire it. It's not difficult. But, okay, we already said that. Thus, mm-hmm. Okay. Thus, the character who does not have the weapon proficiency never gets the weapon proficiency bonuses, which we'll talk about in a moment. Which is fine. 
Yeah, I mean that just makes sense. You're just like, yeah, oh, it's you, a gun. you don't have it, so you don't get it. Okay. Didn't didn't take it to the range. Using firearms with weapon proficiencies. Yeah, now you get things called aimed shot. Aimed shot is always a careful and deliberate act of targeting and shooting one round in a single energy blast. Or I'm sorry, or a single energy blast. The act of carefully aiming takes a bit of extra time, but provide, provides far greater accuracy and still counts as one attack for so this is the part that always threw me off. I never liked this, but I go with it because it is the game rule and this is how the game is set up. It's aim shot it, is actually just a regular shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that, just a regular that, shot. You know, to be different from a called shot, right? Which we'll actually talk about next, yeah. I think. Um, only a single shot can be accurately aimed, and you get a plus three for it, plus another plus one at three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. So that will increase over time. Mm -hmm. um, a called shot, there it is, is an aim shot that homes in on specific part of a larger target, such as head, hand, gun, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this game uses abstract SDC and hit points. So why does this matter? Well, it matters if you want to knock the weapon out of somebody's hand. It matters or if the if they have a button that they're threatening to press, you can shoot the thing and make them drop the button, you know, whatever. Do you do anything special if I, if I were in your game and I said, I want to make a called shot for the person's head because it's the one place he's not wearing armor. Would you give me anything special for that? I would give you an automatic stun. Even though I'm using a bullet? Even though you're using a bullet. And, and that's, because, that's the thing. I, I'm, be, be, because I don't want everyone to have to be covered head to toe with with armor just just to just to stop from being one shot killed right and and to be fair in this game what is it a 12 or higher for a called shot I if i remember 13 13 or higher for a called shot okay when you start getting those bonuses we were reading off before and you start looking at the animals with all of their bonuses that 13 is easy. not hard to get called no. shots just become the 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 natural and i i have to tell you i disagree with heathen dog conceptually but i 100 agree with him because of how this game works if that makes sense to y'all I think a called shot to the head should kill somebody. But like he said, that's all the game would turn into. Yep. <laughs> so it'd be a whole bunch of called shots. Yep. An aimed called shot is necessary to strike a tiny bullseye, uh, bullseye out of a target, a sensor out of a robot, or a gun held in the attacker's hand. To make a called shot, you must call or announce that you're doing a blah, blah, blah. Small difficult targets inflict a penalty of minus three or minus four. Oh, so this doesn't do the 12 or 13. Oh, it does. It does. There, it's down there. It's 12. Yeah, you're right. yeah it's down it's there. 12. Okay. Uh, natural 20 always hits the target. Okay. Anybody can attempt to call a shot even with a burst. An outright miss roll one or five. That's normal. Otherwise, whoa, no, no, no. No, no, no. It's five one or higher four. usually hits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, a failed shot six to ten is presumed to hit the main body. Yeah. See, even if you fail to hit, if you as long as you roll a six or higher on a called shot, you still hit. You just didn't hit your target. Right. Which is fine. Moving or dodging targets are more difficult and require roll. Oh, so that's only if it's moving or dodging. Got it. Oh, okay. Uh, Got it. Burst fire. This is where the game gets a little weird. I'm not going to cover every one of these burst wild shooting spray. You can read the rules for yourself, but I should cover it so you kind of understand. Now, burst fire, if you have the weapon proficiency, you can do burst fire. Now, that doesn't mean that if you hold the weapon before and it's set to burst mode, you can't fire three rounds. This means uh, two things. One, it means you pull down the trigger and you fire three rounds. Burst fire also includes having a semi-automatic pistol and going pop, pop, pop. Okay. So uh, now it's plus one on any burst, whether it's a laser, whatever, who cares. Machine guns, et cetera, et cetera. Rifle submachine gun, burst firing only gets a plus one to strike bonus due to the nature of the weapon itself. Unless the weapon states it can fire burst of two or more simultaneous or rapid fire shots, it's best to assume it cannot. So that's one of those uh, rules that has to be written into the weapon. Most energy pistols cannot fire a burst, but an energy rifle might. 
Uh, wild, uh, wild shooting, no bonus, straight unmodified die roll. Either one hits or, or misses. I'm sorry. Either one hits or misses, even if firing a burst. This applies when the gunman is shooting wildly, spraying an area, et cetera, et cetera. What I don't, you know what? I just found my first thing I don't like about this version of the. It did, it did not give us the benefit of burst. Thank you. Didn't yes. tell you the, da the damage. Yeah. It, it, it didn't tell you what it does for you. Yep. Um, well, let's see if it tells us in a little bit. Because if I remember correctly, because it, it, it will tell you how much of the ammo you use and how much damage you do per burst and so forth. That's not here. Um, wild shooting is what it sounds like. Wild sniper rifles get a plus one. Um, there is a sniper skill. Does it actually say about the sniper skill? Uh, hasn't, hasn't talked about it yet. Bolt actions. Uh, design sniper rifle plus one to strike. Even amateurs get this bonus because it's built in the weapon. Got it. Uh, there, the, the sniper skill gives you plus two. Hair trigger means firing pin has been filed down so the trigger will depress with a light touch. Uh, plus one to initiative. Oh, that's a new rule, isn't it? Or, or do you know about yeah, this? Oh, no, that's new. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, this this whole hair trigger thing is new. I mean, uh, it 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 could be in contemporary weapons. It it, it could be in ninjas and super spies. I just don't remember. But uh, firing down the fi filing down the firing pin means actually means that the gun won't fire. I think they meant to say something else. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a firearms expert. So. Um, I fired him. I don't know beyond that. So, uh, there is something neat in here, though. Those with no weapon proficiency get no bonus and may shoot themselves in the foot. Anybody who's heard that story about me almost doing that to myself, I can tell you that's real. Yep. <laughs> I almost shot myself in the foot one time. And again, Friday night, she was on one of the Friday night chill streams where I talked about that. So, some, on a some actual, one or two. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, some, some, some actual uh, gunfighters in the Old West they they would uh they would take the trigger guard they would file they would cut the trigger guard off so when when they when they when they drew their weapon they didn't have to uh uh get get their finger inside the trigger guard they could just press down and fire faster than the well, other guys some modern firearms the first trigger pull is difficult and then after that it's hair trigger yeah um so Range and targeting. Hey, violence solves everything. Here's the rule you asked about on Discord before we started today. When shooting at stationary targets within 60 feet, so it's feet, not yards. Uh, 60 feet. A gunner need only exceed a roll of five or higher on the 20-sided die. Oh, God, this is different than riffs. Oh, no, 12 or higher. Okay, called shot. This is called shot. Okay. 12 or higher if it's a called shot, as we talked about before. Well, that scared me for a second. In combat, greater distance and eight or higher. Why use a number here in a... Uh, eight or higher to st strike a stationary target. So there you go. That that's your answer right there. A gunner can fire beyond his weapon's range, but incurs an additional minus one to strike for every twenty-five feet beyond the weapon's uh, maximum effective range. Uh, Fast-moving targets require a tenor roll, tenor higher to hit. Okay, we're gonna have to start uh, speeding it up. Yep. Uh, here's the important thing again: characters' PP bonus do not count when shooting revolver, pistol, rifle, shotgun, energy weapon, modern weapon. Okay, that's. I just wanted to reiterate that point. Yeah. I, again, I, I have to reiterate that I disagree with that, but it's in the rules. I understand. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, attacks per melee. You know how many attacks you get. Payload reloading is one melee action. Well, it also depends on the weapon. If if it's a belt-fed weapon, it actually tells you the reloading speed in the weapon description, which is usually greater. Okay. You have to spend more actions. Oh, and yeah, it says, okay, similar weapons require more time because typically spent uh, putting card. Yeah, if you don't have a speed loader for a revolver. Right. So I'd probably say one action. No, does it take 15 seconds to fill a revolver? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, especially if you're actually in combat. Yeah. Yeah, fumbling uh, and so forth. Fair in, you're you're a little shaky. Yeah. I can so one per round or one per action. I, I guess that's what I would say, one per action. I don't know. We don't ever use six shooters, I don't think, though. So no. uh, training, don't care, naturally, blast. radar notes. Most radar units can only detect targets of the size of a goose or larger. Again, going with the animal theme here. And uh, shooting wild. Here are the shooting wild rules, and this is where we end. Occurs in the following conditions. When a character is shooting a general area intended target, but is not taking the time to carefully aim, aim. this is good for suppression fire. Uh, cannot actually see the target. Just down that way, shooting through the hedgerow, hoping you're back there somewhere. When shooting from a moving object, this is actually the one that ha happens the most. You're sitting yeah. in a car trying to ride shotgun while the driver's driving all crazy, and you're trying to shoot the guy behind you. Yeah. Now there, there is there is a skill later on that that will mitigate this. It's called weapon proficiency sharpshooter. We saw it in uh, in Heroes Unlimited, and it it mitigates the the wildfire for for shooting from a moving object. Like if if you're shooting from the back of a horse or from the back of a vehicle, it will it uh, you will actually get you actually get to keep some modifiers rather than just normal d20 roll. The main thing for this is uh, the minus six to strike. Yeah, yeah, when it, shooting it, it well mitigates that. Yeah, that I, I, skill I, mitigates that. And that is it for today. With one caveat, I just want to say, you know, whatever Heathen Dog wants to add on this though is, uh, I was absolutely liking the way this combat section was written up compared to all the other things we've talked about Palladium, and and I've gone through the Rifts Ultimate, Ultimate Book as well. Yeah. Until it until didn't. Fire. Yep. Until it didn't say the the how much ammo you use and so forth with burst fire and and, and the damage bonus and the damage bonus. Now I don't care if it says it somewhere else. It should have said it, it here. It right also. there. You had the space. You had the audience. You could have put it there, but you didn't, Kevin. Bad Kevin. <laughs> or whoever wrote that portion of it. Um, I'm going to hit some chat here, and then we'll finish this segment up. And uh, wow, this is going to be broken into two segments, by the way, the, the first part and then this part. So what do I have starred? I have starred. And yes, I know speed loaders are a thing. I'm just we're, I'm talking putting bullets in there. You know? uh, hold your initiative so the mook attacks you first, then entangle them so your friends can then put them out of the combat. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> tactical thinking in combat. Not enough people playing Palladium games do that. That's what it's for. One of the things that I struggle with, even in TMNT, when I run this game, with uh, is uh, it's kind of the same problem I have with high level Dungeons and Dragons, is if the if the fight's going south, it's going to go south quickly. If the characters use these tactics, especially when the dice rolls work, you're going to think that you guys won and you're the, you're the most powerful super beings in the planet at, at level one because those tactics can work for you. When they yeah. don't work, it go, it, that, it, that balance is hard to get. That's why not everything has to be to the death. Right. Running away is always an option. And I always give players an out as long as they take the out. In later played games, he changed burst and full auto fire so the damage and round usage found on each weapon instead. Okay. Okay. Now, Maybe that's now the, the, okay, that's fine and good, but in the in the burst and auto fire section, it didn't even allude right to any increased damage or 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 ob obvious you know round usage. Mm -hmm. It should have actually referenced it, you know, per weapon basis. See equipment section. Whatever. Yeah. It yeah exactly. Referenced it. it said nothing, which was a mistake. Yeah, I mean, he put page numbers in here, but but that's the point. Again, I'm looking at this from an editor's eye. So, uh, damage bonus now set multiplier like it used to be. Now it varies by weapon fare. But again, just state that there. Anything else? Um, I think we think we're good. 
Yeah, having one player understands combat is not enough. All the players have to understand fighting as a team. Yeah, yeah. But if you have one player that understands it, after the first couple of combats, everyone everyone else is going to get it. Or, My character has an intelligence of five. I'm too stupid to get it. I'm just no, going to run out there. No, no, <laughs> no. You are, uh, do, do you have training in that weapon? Yeah. Then you understand it. Yeah. And remember, you have I, basic, yes. Then you understand it, but only the tones of five. Hey, it took you longer to learn it, dumbass. Right. But you still learned it. And remember that weapon proficiencies in this game also include the ability to clean, disassemble, and clean assemble it, the weapon. Maintain your, your firearm, yes. Or or your sword or whatever. So that's all rolled in. Like, like subscribe, and share for weapon proficiencies. Yeah, not for the first one. We didn't do this at the end of the first part of it because we were so distraught with it that, I, that I'm going to do it now. Um, but we should have done it at the beginning. Or, but we'll do this at the end. Hey, you can check out that as our streaming schedule. You can pause and watch. You can watch Heathen Dog play on those purple days or you can watch me stream. Oh, Heathen Dog's here on Sunday as well. You know, Heathen Dog gets all the fun um, on Sundays and Fridays. That's our website, our Discord. Join our Discord where we have conversations all about this weird stuff. Hey, Spectral Fire, how you doing? Don't know when you posted that. Might have been a long time ago, but I'm just saying it now. So. Um, course here are the core values for playing role-playing games and next week all about the mutant are you here next week i am oh so you missed the character creation day yep but you have to be here for this because i know you're so excited to be here for this i'm so excited to be here for me now uh next week is gonna be fun for me though i enjoy the mutant animal portion of it i i enjoy how this game plays i like the mad max feel of it uh if you do it uh, the only thing i don't like about after the bomb is this new after the bomb it's backstory it's garbage <laughs> yeah uh it's so no, no 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 it's not just garbage it's it's a it's a dumpster behind a chinese place in new york that that uh, no no one's picked up for three weeks that's what this uh backstory is but that combat kind of is great. And yeah. the rest of it put together, if you're okay with the anthropomorphic animal theme, is fun because it's it's it turns into whether you do it Mad Max or you do it uh just people trying to survive in the hinterlands or, or whatever. It's kind of a not a military sim, but it does have your combat, does have your diplomacy, does have your survival. You're trying to, you know, sur build an encampment because more people means more survival. So it it hits all it scratches all those itches. But that'll be next week for Mutant Animals. So thank you very much, and I hope everybody has a good day. All right, do you want to cover segment two today, or do you think we've done enough? I think we've done enough. Plus, I want to talk to Kevin here. Uh, the backstory would be a dumpster fire no matter what game you're talking about. Wrong. Chaos Earth has the best Palladium backstory of all of all the, the Palladium games. Well, maybe he's back. just talking about the mutant animal side. Maybe he's like you, does just doesn't like the mutant animal side. And he, doesn't... Could. He, he could just be talking about mutant animals. I don't know if he is, but the, this, the sentence doesn't tell me that. So uh, the, the, the Chaos Earth backstory is it's gold. It's gold. It's absolute gold. I love it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 if you want, I can, I can relieve you and then just... Uh... Uh, extend the stream a little bit or no we got to bring in people first uh, you know yeah. what i'll do this is what i'll do for folks we'll go over this after segment three as like a bonus segment just for the live stream okay yeah yeah uh, bring in people now and we will talk about uh to talk about everything we uh talk about the backstory and the and the, and the combat which i completely agree with you is the most uh uh c concise and well-written palladium combat that i've seen so far in uh in, in in any of the books i have 
I mean, I, I, I wish I owned after the bomb just so I can show people the basic combat order setup that this, that this book gives. Right here is the link. So really the only thing you can talk about today is after the bomb. backstory of after one no it's not missing the bomb it no is... no, the, no you you missed that part you missed oh. that part there there was also a bomb there yeah. there, there was also an, uh, a nuclear attack multiple nuclear attacks yeah multiple nu nuclear attacks so there there was the bomb there was the there there was the crash and then the bomb and then there there was the the, the human empire good guys and the mutant animal bad guys Oh wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> oh no no that, that's, that's the heathen dog interpretation the heathen dog interpretation <laughs> Uh, all right, for segment three, you guys know the rules, but uh, put it up. Uh, hold on just one second. We'll get it up here just so, you know, we do it all official like that's the wrong one. There you go. Join us. You have a follower, subscriber, pithy one topic anecdote. Today it's all about after the bomb. Watch the language. Don't go there. And there we go. Segment three. And we'll bring in Omen Owl. Hello, Omen Owl. How are you today? Um, other than a slight cold. So hopefully that won't bother you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Don't breathe on me. Well, no. Well, I, I think I should be good, but that's what happens when you go on a three-week vacation. So. Uh, Fair enough. So, no, I was looking at it and looking at some of the tactical aspects as you guys were going over it, and everything's starting to click a lot better now. Um, oh, good. To be fair, I don't know if that's just because I've looked through this one a little bit more or, or if this is just better written. Um, yeah, this is definitely better written, and I, I think because of that, we 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 stressed the 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 tactical aspect of it more just just because it was a lot clearer and we we could explain it you know right on screen much much faster than the other palladium games well and i also think that it helped that you guys have gone through this what four or five times yeah, yeah, we, yeah we've gone through combat and palladium for, so, so, I mean, for the whole year we've, we've done it we've done it uh this is the fourth time so I mean, yeah it, and i know i've mentioned this a little bit before it would be great if you guys could just sort of do a summary and then reference it and skip over like when you do riffs and things. So, so here, here's, here's the thing with sure. that for, for, for somebody like you yeah, who watches our streams all the time, I get that and believe it or not. I, I don't expect you guys to watch the videos on the combat section, but maybe after the bombs a little bit of an anomaly cause it's a very niche game. But when somebody watches the riffs videos, I can't expect that person to, Hey, go check out our heroes unlimited stuff. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I, I don't mean that. I mean, as if you guys just did timestamp it, I think. Uh, well, what I'm saying is, is that you guys say, um, please reference our video for this. And then you skip over immediately to character creation and things like that when you do riffs. Um, and it may just be a whole new video, to be fair. I'm not. Hey, go look at this one or go look at that one because you guys are this is kind of a free form. Um, but I mean, things like Entangle, um, looking at it and then this one, looking at how. Uh, and, I, and I don't remember the old books, to be fair, because I, I, I thought that you could do all the attacks in the beginning. But this one alternates attacks, I noticed. And if you yeah. can in, and if you can um, entangle your opponent, boy, you can really screw them up pretty badly. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you successfully entangle, if you don't, well, <laughs> that's going to hurt. Well, that, that's true. But, I mean, you, you get a choice between what? And I'm not sure. Can you only entangle? Or is it like um, Prairie and Disarm where you're allowed to dodge the, after uh, you, you, you have, if you have those options, it, it depends on your weapon proficiency and, or your hand-to-hand -hand combat level and, and, uh, and skill, what, whether you get the, these special attack and defensive maneuvers. 
Sometimes you don't get entangled until a certain level. Sometimes you 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 get entangled at level one. Some sometimes a, a weapon proficiency in say nunchucks will will give you an entangle right off the bat using that weapon. Yeah, but I mean, if you fail your entangle, can you still parry and dodge? If, if you fail your entangle, that means you got hit. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure because I know yeah. some of them are. Well, you can parry, and then if that fails, you can dodge. So that's why I was double checking on that. Yes, um, but again, uh, tactically, you're putting yourself in a hole because you're burning actions. True. Um, yeah. So you have to but, decide whether this hit is really, you know, do I really want to not be hit by this, or can I absorb it? Okay. Anyway, that's what I was just clarifying as I was reading through there while you guys were cool. starting everything cool. off. Anyway, yeah, just, 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 just one last thing. I, I just, I, I have to stand by my point though that uh, again, I, I can't expect people to go watch other videos in the series. It's just. I a hundred percent understand where you're coming from. And you're not the first person to say that as well. It's like, Oh my God, they're doing combat again. How many times do they have to do it? We have to do it every time. That's just oh. because, because if somebody's going to watch the riff series, I want that person to be able to watch the riff series without going to something else. Cause I can tell you like myself, if I were to watch a video from somebody be like, Hey, go make sure you check out this other video where I talk about this more. I'll be like, Nope. Oh, so, okay. Well, and, and a lot of people just, do that. So. Plus, if you had a fifteen or twenty minute, like I know that Heathen Dog would do it, where he'd do a fifteen twenty minute combat. That's sure, and we can do that after year of the Palladium books because we're talking about some direct to video stuff that we're going to do. Like, I want to start hitting some other games. Like, I did that with Cor. Uh, technically did that on stream, but I've done that with Coriolis. I've done I've done that with some other games. Did you know, like my Thaco video, whatever else. Um, some character creation with uh, Forbidden Lands. So yeah, absolutely, that can be so something done on the side as well. But through the series, though, we're still going to have it there, if that makes sense. Uh, no, I understand, but I, I just went, boy, that would skip over a lot of stuff so then people can actually delve into the game and say, well, here are the rules for Palladium, and now let's go into all the specifics. For, uh, as a as a, uh, as a half measure, as a, like, not a half measure, but uh, a meeting halfway type thing, uh, we, we could make cuts of the live stream video, like, this is the palladium fantasy combat this is palladium fantasy magic this is palladium and then have them be separate videos that are that are that are in you know intrinsically shorter obviously and more targeted and focused and, and, and one last thing that backstory is complete trash i fully agree yeah. with you and thank you if i was going to do it i mean to be honest i know they called it after the bomb i would either do like max does with mad max or i would kind of just say we're going to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that isn't, you know, called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and say, you know, you have you have the experiments and say, oh, they got out. And that's I only ran one TMNT game that was Modern World. Every other one I ran was after the bomb type stuff. So I've done Roadhogs. I've done uh, Mutants of the Yucatan. No, I've never I've incorporated Mutants of the Yucatan and some things. So I almost always did an after the bomb thing. But we got two people waiting. And Omanel, okay. thank you very much right. for being here. Really appreciate it. And uh, have a good one, man. Right, thanks. Bye. Um, I want to answer a question before we bring more Hawkman in. Uh, it's nice to learn. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not the question. The question's next. Uh, it's nice to learn the differences in combat from setting to setting. Going over it each time allows that. There are nuances, difference, uh, nuanced differences. Sure. Yes. Um, yeah. So that that is actually important. I should have mentioned that as well. So good point. Very good point there. And here's a question. Does After the Bomb have scenario in it? I remember Team and T had one. Uh, yes. In fact, the scenarios kind of come from the old books. You, you'll see uh, the scenarios that you find like in this book and, and Roadhogs, there are actually four or five of them at the end of the book, which I'm not going to go over because they're too spoilery. But yes, there are actually multiple scenarios in the new After the Bomb book. Sorry, violence sells everything. I have to talk about the pleasure bunnies because it's it's, a, it's an important part of the new the new one. But I'm not. I'm going to be probably just as negative about them as you are. So, 
All right, Marhaka, what you got after the bomb stuff? Well, one of the things I was pondering with the um, if you mention anything about tomato plants, I'm removing you. The Stop. backstory is that one potential explanation that they didn't use for how the virus spread across the planet so quickly was to say that one of the um, make your own mutant kits was defective and actually had been sabotaged to contain the virus. Well, it mentioned one as, of them as, may, as, may as, have been as, killed as a, in the initial release. As, as a yeah. corporate espionage thing. And then this sabotaged product gets distributed before people realize it's defective. And then you have, you know, well, all the people okay. exposed yeah. to it. Yeah, they, they, they could have explained it this way. Like, uh, boom, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a genetically modified stink bomb e effect. And then it worked really well. No one got sick. He put it on the web. And so everyone started doing it all around the world. But it had an incubation period of a week or two weeks or whatever. And then suddenly, boom, mm -hmm. you, 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 you turned a genetic goo. They, they, they could have said that and it would have made more sense. But you know what they did? They went the other way to make no yeah, sense. And so, so, the, the, so, so for, for me, the big thing is I think he was given limited time, limited space something something said just whip something out we need to get this published or, or whatever okay. that's okay. how i see it limited oh, time oh. limited space but you, they also decided to do the trifecta of limited imagination Fuck them. yeah well i mean because it, it if you go with the whole like limited time to work on it it could be that their plan was like uh we'll, we'll just retcon it later by you know uh explaining things but yeah, palladium is really great at cut and pasting why couldn't you just cut and paste the first after the bomb book that had to be better it had to have been. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes it's it's different but it but it's not nearly as long this is the entire the, these like these that this is the entirety of it right there hey there you go limited time limited space wins on both counts and it's not garbage probably probably so, so yeah. that was actually one of those things that I was thinking about because, like I mentioned in chat earlier, I've seen settings where they had, you know, the whole backstory idea of like, well, things used to be different, but then there was this horrible plague that, you know, uh, killed most of the the people. Mm. Well, and yeah, it's just, and, yeah, it's we, we, we've the seen it a lot. Explain the plague that uh, really sells it as being a good idea or a terrible yes. idea. Yes, and in this, this was a, a horrible, horrible idea. This was—they explained nothing about it, and they—they they, they made it more magical than science. Because, like the, the the one that I mentioned in um, the Mutineers Moon uh, books, uh, that one was actually a government-sponsored bioweapon project that did exactly what it was designed to do. It's just wasn't meant to be released into the general population. Yeah, in, in the real world, we have viruses like that. The Soviets, well, the Russians now, and, and America have those things, probably China, India, and a few other places as well. The thing is, is those things, while they would kill a lot of people, they wouldn't be global pandemics like yeah, yeah. Uh, if, like if, the, if the coronavirus out, It wouldn't kill 74% of the planet in 30 days. Now, it might kill 90% yeah. of the planet within like a 100-mile you know, radius, but, you know. But yeah, it's, yeah, you know. That that the, the, and, and that's the, fine, but all right, know, yeah. This, this, this went into magic, all that stuff. I understand, uh, but Mar Hawkman, we got to move on. 
thank you very much so, for, for you should join us on the Friday I, show I, stream I, we could talk I, deeper I, about this stuff I, I, I was just going to say that David Weber had a longer time scale on his and that's part of what made it better and Fair. that that would make it make more sense and I agree with that 30 I, days I, I, was I, a dumb number I want right. to make a correction here while you're doing that. So does After the Bomb have a scenario? I just looked at the back one. Actually, it's the same scenarios. They may have been rewritten, but it's the same scenarios you'll find in here. I thought they were spread across the books, but no, the, all those uh, scenarios in the new After the Bomb are found in here as well. Okay. Thank you, Mark Hawkman. And now, Shadow and Sun. Oops. Hey, Shadow and Sun. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Blazing hot, of course, but... Uh, of course. Great show, great show Friday. Friday. You live in California. <laughs> you, you got that right. You got that right. Um, I'm just uh, just a quick question. Um, because yep. uh, for once I'm totally in agreement with uh, with Heathen Dog. Uh, oh wow. I, not not the first time. We, we did, <laughs> no, we, no, let's go with that. I'm I'm, I'm liking that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious, uh, Max. What is uh, you say? This is like one of your favorite games, you know. Uh, what, what's the appeal of playing, uh, mutated animals over, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, to use an old school term, uh, pure strain humans? Because I'm getting ready to do a, a Gamma World game, and I haven't decided which version. But uh, for you, what's what's the actual appeal? I literally can't answer that. <laughs> I, I, I I don't I don't know I just know I enjoy I think I mean in real life I'm I I love animals just uh, except for monkeys which is you know, makes the you know, spider monkey here, thing to be a little we, the whole family <laughs> big on animals so uh, I mean other than that I I don't know I just always have now to be fair I think furries go too far I have to say this because people start to say, well oh, my ex is actually a furry no I'm not a furry I'm not no, no, I'm no, not no. I'm not the costume that's furry weird. and I'm not the sexual deviant furry but no, 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 I weird. like playing like Heathen Dog knows he was in the Palladium uh, fantasy game I played a wolf. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like this game. I like seeing the different powers. To me, it's a way of making a lot of different powers come together. I'm a bird that mm -hmm. can fly. I'm an armadillo with armor. Mm -hmm. I'm a turtle that can actually turtle. I'm a cat with claws. Like it's, It seems to have like a lot of different diversity and, and variation. I don't know if that's the reason. But no. See, uh, some people live an unexamined life. This portion of Max's life, he has decided not to send a probe deep into his subconscious to figure out why he likes anthropomorphic animals so much. He's decided not to send that probe, so he doesn't have an answer for you. No, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I've had a lot of different pets over the years, and, you know, I, I have a huge respect for, you know, all, all animals, especially the ones that taste good. Um, he didn't, <laughs> I was thinking... Um, you know, you might get a kick out of running this game with a completely opposite bent. You know, uh, I'm thinking kind of like a Planet of the Apes kind of situation for you, maybe, where, you know, you, you, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, try to save humanity at, at the, yeah. you know, brink of extinction. If I would have run know. this game, that's exactly what I would do. The humans would be the good guys and the animals would be the evil overlords. I, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, I don't want to yeah. put animals as, you know, evil because... You know, uh, we, we've done well, no, some pretty okay, okay. things. Animals will be animals. They will try and eat us because that's what animals do. Right. And we'll right? try to eat Fine. them too because they taste good. But well, well, uh, <laughs> I personally, elk and deer and the two, two gamey bear, buffalo. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. 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 If you, if you can make a breakfast out of it, you know, then, then, uh, then yeah, that's what I'm going to eat. I mean, I, I like uh, if you go to the mutineer zero side of things. I like Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, which are mutant animals, and Mutant Mechatron, which are robots, more than Mutant Year Zero or Mutant Elysium, which are humans. Um, 
I also I have a game called Shard RPG. If it didn't use all types of weird words to make you try to figure out what the hell the game's doing in the background of it, um, I'd like that as well because the, the art in that game for those mutant animals is crazy, and it actually gives the animals more personality than even you know after the bomb does. So I I just tend to like games like that. You know, put a bunch of people put in chat. Same reason, maybe the same reason you're playing Elf or Dwarf. I don't know because I'm human centric. Although I do like gnomes, I'm human centric when it comes to D and D. Right, I, that, that, I, I didn't really want to bring that up because, you know, uh, me and elves and all that, Rod. But um, how do you get into the mindset? Well, in this game, they're clearly just humanoid animals. You know, I don't. There isn't a mindset. There isn't like. Uh, you, oh wait, wait, wait! It 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 doesn't make you. Uh, think like a bear or think yeah. like an armadillo. You can choose to try. It actually suggests that you do yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Growl yeah, like a degree, dog. It and... allows you to be able to role play armadillo, bear, deer, tiger aspects if you want. It just doesn't make you do it. Kind of like, uh, what was it? Uh, Tank Girl with, the, with the, the kangaroo beings. How they were very stereotypically human with just the, the bare minimum of kangaroo aspects in them. Yeah. That, and that is doable. But if, if you want to, to, to play uh, a, a, a humanoid bear that, that uh, you know, dur during the winter months is super tired and acts and acts lethargic and stuff like, like that. Me, anytime it gets cold. Yeah. When, whenever it gets cold, he starts acting funny and weird and slower. If you want to do that, you can, that's fine. That, that That's all RP value, but you're, you are not pigeonholed into doing stuff like that. It all allows right, you do need to. So with, with that, we got, we got somebody waiting. This is like a radio oh, call. question. And you have, for, for you have no, me thinking. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't, don't think it too hard. I, I, I think it's a, you know, a, a fun game. Uh, it sounds like it, but, I'm going to actually go with one of the Gamma Worlds just because I, you know, I used to play it and I want to give it, a, you know, a little bit of life before I shelve it away for good, you know. But uh, I'm going to, you know, uh, keep 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 listening and, uh, you know, have a great week, guys. Thanks for uh, everything. This has been a lot of fun. No problem. Bye, have a great day, sir. And we'll bring in Nerdy Ogre. All right, Nerdy Ogre. What you got? Uh, real quick, you notice last week we had like nobody call in. <laughs> this week we don't even have a segment too, and we get a bunch of people calling. A bunch of people calling, and we got a lot of more viewers too, so that's good. Well, well, in my defense, last week I was dog tired. I started listening to the show, and I woke up at the end. We didn't even nice. have our Hawkman last week. You know, there's something know, wrong right? with the universe. Something then. wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, 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 Which no, question? No. Well, here's here's the thing. With with the uh, the human looks perfect, you're uh, with you were uh, you had said something. Heathen dog had said something. It about, seemed like uh, a game term the way the way it was written. Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, no, it's it's the like like yeah. Farmer Brown, he's got a his farm's not doing so hot, and you know his price. He's looking forward to his prize pig, you know because she's pregnant, and then out plops a human. You know something that looks perfectly human. Now, what are you going to do? You're going to burn, burn it to the ground. You're a witch. Hold on, hold on. But you're not thinking like Farmer Brown, trying to save I'm, his I'm farm. Thinking, I'm thinking like a human being that that just just saw a human get birthed out of a pig. That is that that that's some antichrist shit. 
You know, the only difference between the devil's son and this offspring is that the devil is supposed to be born out of a goddamn jackal. Maybe the Bible got it wrong and it's a pig. Burn it all to the ground. Okay, sorry. Good. No, no, but he, he's got to save his farm and he knows that the majority of the human population is sterile now. So he can sell that. He, he can sell that pig that looks like a perfectly human baby to a human. To, to, to Would you take my daughter here, Pinky? That one's uh, <laughs> a little baby. And what okay. are they going to know? That most likely they won't even care. They'll ask, they'll ask uh, superficial questions, but beyond that, they're going to fork out the cash. Farmer Brown saves his farm. Rich I, I don't them. ask no questions. You just buy yeah. old Pinky here, yeah. and she'll you be know, yours. That, that, that whole premise, <laughs> that whole premise is absolutely ridiculous because human nature would 99 times out of 10 human nature would dictate that that farmer murders definitely the, the, the human looking pig and most likely the pig. And maybe in some instances burn down his farm and just walk away. As I want to counter that with one thing as somebody who had to sit through a week long sex crimes conference back in 2000, <laughs> I saw people do things to animals that I can never unsee. And and I and, and I want to counter that too with with I may be easy, but I ain't cheap. Everybody has a price. Everybody has a price. I well, promise you. Here, here's what I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna tell you, Nerdy Ogre. Stay tuned for next week when we talk about pleasure bunnies. <laughs> oh, 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 I used to have the book. I, I have a friend. Oh, okay. I know okay, the book, so I know, know about, about pleasure bunnies. bunnies. It's gonna be super fun. It's not gonna be creepy at all. <laughs> All right, all right, nerdy. Oh, I, I, I'm sure Max will make it creepy. Oh God, I'll, it I'll makes try. itself creepy. It makes oh, itself. I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> Especially, hey, um, um yeah, yeah. I, I thought about this. Uh, my wife and I Thursday we went out to uh, Six Flags, and of course, you know they have the people come out in uh, dressed as the Looney Tune characters, and we were sitting in uh, one of the restaurants there, and in comes uh, in walks uh, uh, Lola Bunny. And the first thing I thought of was Max. Why? He's the first thing you should think of is Wayne's World with them sitting on the freaking car talking about, you ever think that you ever watch the old Bugs Bunny cartoons and think that uh, Lola Bunny was kind of hot? Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't Lola Bunny. I don't think they had Lola Bunny back then. It oh, was whenever not. Bugs Bunny dressed oh, dress up as a female bunny. That's right. Yeah. Worse. All right. I now hate everybody in chat and you. So you have a good day, sir. Yay. <laughs> have a good one. All right, you too. God, to think she's a Lola Bunny thinks about me. I don't know. I don't know if I'm creeped out by that or yes, uh, anime is is filled with with sex dolls. Uh and it's it's all it's also filled with 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 cat girls and stuff like that. I never liked the whole cat girl idea, but sex robots, that's where the future's at. I'm all about that. 100%. I cannot wait for the day where where there there are there is a there's a, a robot that can act like a female but not be a female. <laughs> you can have sex with it. That's just, that that's that's the dream. That 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 at that moment is like that's going to end the, the whole, human population. Yeah, that's the end of the that, that is that is the peak humanity. After that, it's all downhill for more reason than one. But after that, gold don't don't care about the rest of the planet that's what i get and, and the thing is we do it to ourselves. number one yep. uh because you know we're the ones that created it and number two somebody at some point is going to remove the stigma of shame of that thing 
Oh, no, no. I, I don't care about uh, you have sex with a robot. Yeah. Yeah, I do. You're gross. Okay. Yeah, but but uh, even 20 years ago, somebody would do something like that. You could say, yep, and you might find yourself out of a job, your house burned down, sex, hey, you sexual you know, deviant, you know, whatever. Who will never leave me? My sex robot. If, well, it'll get it'll get stolen and melted. You'll oh, be in no, the stockades. Oh, oh God, no, no, I'm going Charlton Heston from from my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does Kara think about this? Uh, Probably not very a whole lot uh, <laughs> positive about that. My, my wife uh, comes from the sex robot country, so you know, just send her back and get a replacement. Oh no, edge of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, male birth control pill and humanity. No, it'll it'll end feminism. That's what we'll do. <laughs> it'll end feminism. Oh, okay. Well, Jerry two thousand favorite movie, favorite movie ever. Here's what I'm going to tell everybody now. Yep. I put out the I put out the link for last call. Nobody's popping in. That's fine. We're going to go through the proclivities here. Heathen dog's going to head out, and then I'm going to talk to you for a real short time about uh, the original one. Now, I don't have this in PDF, so I'm going to be looking down and reading it. But uh, we'll give you the quick rundown of what the original After the Bomb was. And then, uh, you know, that, that'll be a post-stream thing. Only for people who watch the live stream. There you go. So, uh, all right, uh, let's go through the proclivities. Then you can think your words for wisdom, and uh, we'll call it a day. And those are... Boop. All right, you can find our videos on Rumble, Odyssey, YouTube, Twitch. If you want to back us, you can do so on PayPal and Streamlabs. I want to thank everybody today who uh, gave us some super chats. Really do appreciate that. And of course, the people who have donated in the background uh, as well that don't uh, pop up on the screen. You know, uh, sorry, but we appreciate you still. Thank all of our subscribers, super chatters, those who give cheers and bits, those who back us on locals, those who tip us, and those who just go direct to PayPal because they don't want the man to get your money. They want it to come to us. Yeah, and of course, all of our followers and subscribers. Thank you for being here, chatters and lurkers. You guys in chat really make this fun. Uh, even the guy who made me feel bad about myself and want to commit suicide because um, <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a horrible, horrible person. I should just script everything for Heathen Dog. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Nerds and warriors are charity drive to support the Wounded Warrior Project. Check that out. Uh, help a soldier in need, uh, or well, a former, usually former soldier in need, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into that because I can't. I don't have my talking points in front of me anymore. But uh, yeah, it uh, it provides uh, mental health care, uh, physical health care, amputees, uh, getting legs and uh, all kinds of good stuff like that. A lot of PTSD for people who blew up their brains too many times while over, uh, you know, in Afghanistan, Iraq, and, and other places, to be honest with you. And there's our schedule. Heathen Dog's going to stream. Uh, you, are you back to DDO this upcoming week? From what I understand, yes. Okay. So he's going to be streaming Dungeons Dragons online Thursdays and Saturdays. We are finishing up the Sunday stream right now. And Friday, come join us for the Friday chill stream. Weird stuff happens on that Friday chill stream. I just, uh, right now, if you if you don't understand, uh, go go watch the last Friday chill stream. It's up on our channel. And go look for the segment, or not really a segment, the, the area where we're playing a Japanese video. You can't miss it when you fast forward through the, through the Friday chill stream. Um, you will be laughing just as hard as we were. As long as you had a little bit of alcohol before then. Also, you can see the segment on there where we had Venger on for like the first uh, 20 minutes or so. Although I did clip that out into its own video as well. Ah, nice. And uh, anything else? Am I, is that everything? Did I miss anything? Got RP gate. I think, I think that's everything. So we're going to let Heathen Dog go with his words of wisdom for today. And then uh, not going to play the song because 
So we're going to finish this up with uh, talking about after the bomb. So hang out. Stay past this part. Okay. So before you go into the old old after the bomb, we're, we're talk about the current after the bomb and what's good and bad about it. Now, as we know, uh, part of a game is its backstory. It's its setting. It's the framework for the world. And if you, it's, it's the foundation of your role-playing house. And the new After the Bomb game has a foundation made out of wet tissue paper. It is awful. Absolutely awful. My only advice, my only advice is to make up your own backstory. Literally any other backstory will be better. Anything else. Steal it from a movie. Planet of the Apes. Steal it. Charlton Heston won't care. He's dead. Take that one instead. But remember, the rest of the game so far has been the most well-structured Palladian game we've, we've done yet, especially the combat. So that alone makes this game a buy, especially if you're only doing PDF form. It's a buy. All right. And with that, I bid Heathen Dog adieu. I have some things to talk to you later, Heathen Dog, about, but I know you need to go, so uh, uh, we'll, I'll just address that later. All right, let's pull that on this, off the screen. And let's talk about uh, the original. I mean, the artwork isn't all that great, but you know what? It was 1986, and it was a supplement to, uh, supplement to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's not a lot here. And... I think a lot of what I remember about uh, After the Bomb actually comes from the source book. So let me, let me pull them up here. I do not have Truck and Turtles, by the way. That's one of the books I didn't get. I didn't feel I needed it. But we have Mutants in Avalon. Very mystical oriented. This is probably the most mystical oriented of the games. Mutants of the Yucatan. This one frustrated me. Everybody loves Roadhogs until they play it. <laughs> I I like Roadhogs. I think it's great. Uh, making a character out of Road, Roadhogs, though, is very limiting. You got, like, th three character classes. They're not really character classes, but, like, three education levels. Either a mechanic, a driver, or a weapons guy. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> There's nothing else to do there. But I might. Got your mutants down under. Which you can ride bugs. And, uh, what was it? It was... What else is there? Obviously, you could be a koala bear or, you know, wallabies and so forth. But uh, wasn't this the one where you can ride the bugs? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. You have airships. That's right. I forgot there are airships in this one. I thought this is the one where you could ride the bugs. Maybe it wasn't this one. Or I just zipped through, through uh, too quickly. Anyway, missing one. Definitely missing one. Um, of course, Heathen Dog talked about it before. Mutants in orbit. Which is kind of a riffs and uh, and uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, hybrid, and then transdimensional TMNT, which some of this was put into the new after the bomb. So some of transdimensional TMNT, we are going to talk about specifically mutant humans next week. So um, there we go. But so let's get through this quickly because I've got things to do, and I'm sure you do as well. And I appreciate anybody who's hanging out. It's like I said, this is kind of short. Uh, and it might not be as surprising to you as possible. And the reason why I was bringing up those other books was because the fact that some of my remembering of, that isn't how things came to pass, 
might have come out of those other books, but I'm not going to read through all those right now just to figure out which one said what. So uh, the time... Wow, this is really tiny print. The time is the late 21st century. The place is America. An America torn apart by a brutal catastrophe of war, plague, and nuclear winter. The Big Death. An America now populated mostly by intelligent, mutated animals. So most of what I'm reading here is almost verbatim what the new Afterbomb had. It just expanded on it. As a player in this game, you will have the opportunity to explore this strange new world. You also have the rare pleasure of playing a mutant animal, hopefully a refreshing change from the usual armored knights and silver-suited spacemen. So it definitely, especially back in 1986, this filled a niche that wasn't really out there. Most of the population are animals, mutated dogs, cats, mice, and moose, but there are still some humans remaining. Most humans have worked hard to help the animals establishing schools, factories, and governments for the new animal order. Other humans were not so enlightened, and records of persecution and killing were common. Leaving it at that, compared to what the new version did, still leaves the door open, a lot of the door open, for how you want to play it. It's not so cartoony. The new one just made it really cartoony. Now, all of the evil that humans are capable of has been concentrated into one powerful force, the Empire of Humanity. With a functional nuclear fusion plant, with advanced early 21st century technology, with a loyal canine nation blind to their madness, and with the huge slave labor force, the Empire is by far the strongest force in the known world. Worse, the Empire loudly threatens to exterminate all intelligent animals. Again, that's almost word for word what we read before. But it's just one paragraph compared to before. It was multiple nonsense. Uh, as player characters in the game, your overall goal will be to safeguard your fellow mutant animals from the evil schemes of the Empire. They will involve searching the ruins of lost civilizations for various artifacts, power, and knowledge. Even if such artifacts are unstable, I'm sorry, unusable by the animals, it is necessary to stop the Empire from growing more powerful than it already is. Now, that is... I don't remember reading that paragraph from the first one. So, that was one, two, three, four, five paragraphs. The other one turned that into multiple pages and ended up turning it into such... A, a much bigger caricature. Uh, as Nerdy Ogre said, it's the same thing. The new After the Bomb just expanded upon it. But some of the other books I know go into other like uh, other types of plagues and so forth that uh, isn't covered here. And it wasn't like an overnight crisis, if I remember correctly. At least not as quick as this had happened, but it wasn't as quick as this. Somebody posted in co uh, into comments sooner. I think it was more benign than what the... Uh, or sorry, posted in the comments earlier. It was more benign than what the was here. You know, do, do, do. The Empire of Humanity and New Kennel don't use any kind of cash. Instead, they have an electronic currency. Um, okay. Offspring. Although interspecies dating and marriage are fairly common, producing offspring is only possible between mutants with the same animal heritage. Ugh. I don't think that was written in the After the Bomb, by the way. The new After the Bomb. For example, a mutant dog would have to mate with another mutant dog in order to have children. Even if a match, uh, even if a match between a mutant dog and mutant coyote or wolf would be infertile. Any human children would have a 35% chance of being born with mutant abilities. Humans cannot mate with mutant animals and produce offspring. Uh, we'll get more into that when we talk about pleasure bunnies next week. Mutant monsters. Let me first point out that the following, this is a fantasy game. Yes, in the real world, mutants are not fun. They are born with severe, uh, severe malformations 
and generally miscarry, die in childbirth, or require intensive care for the entirety of their lives. In this fantasy game... Uh, God, I cannot read this tiny print. <laughs> in this fantasy game, things are unreal. Mutants are born with incredible powers. Animal mutants are almost always born with human intelligence, and characters are rarely grotesque. I'm not going to read the rest of that. Da -da -da -da. Real nuclear war of any kind is bad. Yeah, got it. It's just the presentation of this that's better. This wouldn't be much of a role-playing game without a bunch of great villains. Strongest and most, most feared of all the post-Holocaust powers is the Empire of Humanity, a tyrannical realm built upon the foundation of hate and racism. Okay, written in 1986, remember, this is written in 1986. But just that first sentence here. This wouldn't be much of a role-playing game without a bunch of great villains. Sets a different tone. About the magnifying glass. I, it's, what do you think I'm wearing? <laughs> uh... Yeah, uh, it, it sets a better tone. I want a jackalope. But jackalopes are a thing. I cannot remember which book they're in, though. So. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. The, cap the capital is Technoville. Huh. Notice that's a little different than before. Actually, no, that, I think it is still the same capital, but there's no talk of Purityville here. Um, the capital is Technoville, an advanced walled city built around the working fusion reactor. The economy is dependent on slave labor made entirely of humanoid animals. Slave uprisings have been frequent and have brutal repressions. So, again, just the way it's presented here is much less cartoony. And it's so open-ended, that's it. Everything else, we're now talking about Professor Cybeck, we're talking about the characters, like, there's very little. Most of this book are adventures. Like, see how tiny this book is? Most of it's adventures. Pretty much all it says is some crap happened, bombs were dropped, people are mutating, or animals are mutating, and you know what? There's an evil city of the Empire of Humanity, which is your generic bad guy. Why? Because if you're playing a game of mutant animals, and, and this is a take I believe in, if you're playing a game of mutant animals, you don't play the human side. I get it. You know, Heathen Dog says he would, but to be fair, Heathen Dog wouldn't run this game. If you're playing a game of mutant animals, you play the mutant animals. So, uh, so you have to you have to have a bad guy out there, and it makes it makes it so much easier. This is before the coalition of rifts, because if I remember correctly, rifts came out in 1990 or 91. This is before the coalition. You can definitely see the inspirations for it. The coalition is is written much much better than even here. But again, look at how skinny this book is. All it's meant to do is say, "Hey, crap happened. Make some animals play in Mad Max land." That's all this book was meant to do and you laugh about and you make a joke about this stand by to next for next week remember this comment nerdy ogre and stand by for next week so um just wanted just wanted to talk about it uh that that's all that sean is i just want to talk about where it's still the same basic thing but in much shorter but with that concise or with that shortness it's actually better Uh, Mahakam says, I like the idea that, that this is a setting where the majority of unstable mutants already died, and most of what we see are second generation mutants descended from a few stable ones first gen. That was never expressly said, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is only sort of a thing, and if I remember correctly, I have to look it up again. The new After the Bomb actually talks about this. The old After the Bomb didn't from anything that I remember. It was all in my game, it was all cannibalism. You didn't. You did not eat another sentient creature or you were considered a cannibal. Cannibal. So anyway, 
Um, again, without opening up the other books, I will I will show page through them though because we're doing this after thing here for people who are still here. I will page through them so you can see kind of some of the themes of the other one. Here, I'll do transdimensional because this one includes dinosaurs and like mastodons and so forth. Uh, we have a good dinosaur page. Every time, every time I open up this book, all I want to see in here is that far side picture of of uh, uh, dinosaurs smoking to say what really caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. Mutant humans exist in transdimensional TMNT. We will talk about this to some degree next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, floaty babies. Here, here's some dinosaurs for you. This is the one that gets into the Time Lords, though. Also, basically has a kind of a Doctor Who-ish type thing going on. Uh, I have, I have actually, I have run a couple of campaigns based on transdimensional TMNT. Um, they're okay, but time travel is not something I like to deal with. But it does have a great time travel mechanic. The further back in time you go with modern equipment, the shorter time it works. All right, let's, uh, mutants down under here. Oops, that's the backside. Mutants down under, like I said, has the airships. Got some dingoes. Um, of course, right off the bat. Uh, yeah, I used to write in my books when I was younger. I've had these things since, uh, I was in school. But, uh, does this talk about, uh, what happened? Mutant down under, the big change. Okay, so, uh, the story of the praying, eh? I'm not going to do a bad Australian accent. I've got too many Australian viewers here. <laughs> so, uh, God dang it. Back in the old days when they did an eight-point font. Uh, I'm not but a sundowner myself, but no worries. I remember it well enough. Well, give us a shout-out. You'll hear the whole dinky die. Oh, my God. I don't even know what that means. Hey, Australians, what does that mean? You'll hear the whole dinky die. Anyway, most folks just call it the praying. That's when the whole world went up, up a gum tree. People dying, cities disappearing into vast craters, machines crumbling. Struth, it seemed like rum end of everything. Humanity really came Augusta. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Australians, mate, stop making up words. And why I haven't and why? I haven't a clue. For a while it for a while it was have on. Fuck does that mean? Food short and lots of strange diseases. Not that we grizzled much. Too much crook. Not enough time. I hate speaking australian <laughs> actually i love i love it i just don't like speaking it because i don't know what half this means um so uh had to get back beyond to survive with no food i headed out back where at least there's some oh there's a bush sorry bush tucker jesus christ of course for the aborigines it was their dream time come true I'm not giving you the raw prawn the mulgri is what what the mulgri is what the abos like to call it oh abos okay aborigines they claim rainbow serpent that's one of them dreamtime creatures they talk about, the rainbow serpent. It caused the prank. And uh, so the dreamtime creators could return. Even back then, even before the prank, they talked about the dreamtime all the time. About how men changed animals, animals into men. Some, some like rum yabber at... Look, I don't know, talk about it all the time. There we go, that's what I'm going to say in English, in real English. To write, it wasn't long after the bun... Uh, the bunny yips? Bunny yips? Started birthing everywhere. Too right. It wasn't long after that the bunny ips started birthing everywhere. When the aborigines found the animals changing into human, well, flat out they raised them their own way, teaching all the dreamtime stories. And how to, so they call it, walk softly on the land. Only a couple paragraphs left here. 
Right soon the drone of the, what the hell are those words? Right soon the drone of the didgeridoo was heard clear across Australia. Ruse, the dingoes, the rumbacks, and all. Good in you. That mob was mad walk about dream time ways. And not a whack. Look, I'm not reading this crap anymore. I can't understand it. Actually, I don't know how to read it. I can understand it. But uh, anyway, you get, you get the whole idea. Uh, basically, down in the Australia side of things, shit just started going weird. And they're like, ah, you know what? This is the new world order, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. It's Aussie slang. It's just. Uh, oh, the, the, so that's uh, Mutants of Avalon, and you're not missing much. It's actually the thickest of the books and the one I use the least. Uh, that's an opinion, of course. So, book two, Roadhogs, yeah. We can do that in a second. But it does tell you, know, you get the Australian animals. Oh, there we go. There we go. There are the bugs. It was in uh, Mutants Down Under. So you can ride uh, insects. That would creep me the hell out. If you know anything about me, uh, and in the streams I've been on, I am I am a little five year old bitch when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to insects. You would not catch me ride one of those things ever. Some animals in there for you. Surprised people haven't stopped watching, unless my numbers are wrong. But uh, all right, yeah, we'll look. We'll look at what do you, what do you say, Roadhogs? We can look at Roadhogs next. Roadhogs. This is how it was so. If after the bomb was Eastern. United States, this is Western United States. Plains of free cattle and uh, and areas like that. In fact, here's a map for you. Hey, look what happened to California. What we all wish would happen to California. I mean, what? What? Yeah, it, he, violence solves everything is right. Meet Merlin, magic is real, it makes no sense with the rest of the series. It only makes sense if you use transdimensional even then barely. Only barely. So does this have a history in it? Let's see. Mutation background. Introduction. Okay, this is a this is a shorter introduction. Yep, we're back at oh do, 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 do. nope, this is actually this time we're presenting the west coast of the after the bomb world, what remains of California, southwestern United States, blah blah blah. Oh, I don't see any history in here. Nope, it goes straight into really the history of this one comes from the skill selection. Your education level. And it's pretty much all just mechanics and guns uh vehicle control combat uh, was entered into this game so you got you got your vehicle combat so there are reasons to have these uh these expansions vehicle combat rules i think that art was used in heroes unlimited uh oh crap nope there is a history for this one or is this an adventure no it's a history oh god this is actually longer Uh, the world as it now exists was born out of the death of the earlier civilization, a civilization made entirely of humans, with awesome powers that are now only f fading dreams. The destruction was, if anything, worse here in the west coast of American continent than anywhere else. Bad enough the damage done by war, biological plague, and nuclear winter. Nature would not have her power overshadowed. With a mighty series of quakes, huge chunk of the continent, including Baja California and the fabled cities of Los Angeles and San Francisco, yay, fell into the ocean, yay, bye. Um, it might have been easier had the area simply sunk. Unfortunately, there were weeks of extreme shocks that served as a warning. The panic-stricken population attempted to flee and ran right into a population already hysterical with the other elements of the Big Death. It is estimated that less than 10,000 humans were left alive from the population that must have numbered in the hundreds of thousands. Inevitably, after such a disaster, there came a golden age. 
The next 60 years were a time of peace and prosperity for the growing mutant animal population, along with shrinking number of humans. The government that followed wasn't much of a government at all, more like an anarchy by consensus. Although the larger towns maintained road troopers, there was no statewide militia. Biker gangs and townspeople alike labored to keep alive the one great remnant of the fallen civilization, the artifact known as Route 99. Why not 66? Nomadic, uh, nomadic cores, uh, nomad, uh, sorry, nomadic core families, corps, uh, as in Marine Corps, so nomadic core families, those hardworking highway engineers spent years maintaining and repairing the roads, and not just Route 99. Eventually, they spread to bring back other roads, Great 58, Gateway to the South, 395, 99, Sister Highway to the East, 108, 50, 644, and even distant Highway 95. Wow. That's waste. Uh, meanwhile, a foul presence festered in the north. While peace-loving biker clubs roamed the smooth highway, smooth highway, that's English, their hate-filled brethren went north, up towards Porkland. You know what city that is, right? Porkland. Uh, we of the south knew nothing of their ways until Roadhog staged their underhanded attack. These creatures had no decency. They blew up roadways, ripped up bridges, destroyed decades of highway engineering the first two weeks of their rampage to the south. Our peaceful biker gangs, armed with nothing more than chains, knives, and clubs of their ritual gang wars, fought bravely. Against the Roadhog's grenades and automatic weapons, they are simply slaughtered. Had it not been for the secret military reserves of Sacramento, the entire land would have been lost. We have thrown the barbarians back. Even now, five years later, they continue infiltrating, destroying, and looting, using our great freeways that penetrate deep into our lands on motorcycles and armored cars. No matter, uh, Sacramento and new AmeriCorp grow stronger every year. Someday soon, we'll take the battle to them. There we go. That right there is so much better than everything provided in After the Bomb, or the new After the Bomb. I still want to thunder RPG. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think they're, oh, Mark Hawkman knows of one. Northern part of Japan, East Giant, ugh, gross. But, um, no, you, you, you see what you guys are saying in chat, Giant Grass, Howard California can fall in the ocean tomorrow and government <laughs> would drop, yeah. Government debt would drop, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to do Yucatan, and I will show the Avalon one. For, uh, if Sean Cherry is still here. This is Mutants of Avalon, yeah. Um, Roadhogs is the best book besides Team and T. The only thing I didn't like about Roadhogs is I really thought that the education table was just severely limited. Severely limited. You're either a mechanic, fighter mechanic, or a driver mechanic. <laughs> like, like that was the only thing I didn't like. I know it made sense, but I would have loved to have seen more expansion on that. So uh, I have tried to do my own when it comes to that. But and once again. Roadhogs is pretty much the setting I use when I do After the Bomb, something similar to it, because it has the most space in between places that I can just do what I want. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, Mutants of Avalon, there's a, little bit, there's a longer section here of the history. I'll skim through it. I'm not going to read it. Da, 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 da. It basically says there is no history scattered. Okay, the side effects of the crash were much more wide-ranging. Britain was cut off. Within Britain, much had happened. The people were left without a capital city. The few writings that are... That's right, that's right. Mutants of Avalon has the problem with history. It doesn't know it's past. Forgot about that. Okay. Um, but, anywho, that's it. I, I don't want to drag this on too much longer. I do appreciate everybody who stayed by for that. Uh, I think that this extra... These books make TMNT and After the Bomb fun for me. 
This new one does not in its current presentation. And you're going to find out next week, if you watch next week, uh, as far as when we start talking about the mutant animals, there are a lot, lot of things that I talk about next week I will never have in my games. So uh, that's... Uh, I, I just I, I see why they're there. I'm glad that uh, Kevin and Eric at the time rest in peace for him. Uh, I, I understand why they were presented. Uh, I do like the possibility of expansion. I like the I, I was Shadow and Sun talked about doing Gamma World stuff. He might like some of the things that I that we talk about next week then because it it could definitely be put into a more Gamma World or mutants mutant crawl classics type type setting. I just don't want it in my TMNT. I just want regular mutant animals. So. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I'll stand by for about a minute for chat because and then I'm going to play the song and uh, we're going to call it a day. So, <clears throat> oh, Is that what it is, fighting with France? I don't remember the France part. Maybe it's because I never used the book. <laughs> so, like, I, I honestly don't remember that. And I got to put that on the screen because it's true. All right, everybody. Um, appreciate you being here. You you all have a good day as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Mar Hawkman, you hit the nail on the head. Even if it's similar, even if all they did with the new after the bomb uh, after the bomb was expand upon what was there, the, the expansion was cartoonish. And I may, maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I don't run TMNT as a child's game. I run it as a deadly game. I run it as a game of the the Earth is trying to eat you. Empire of Humanity is trying to eat you. There, I mean, it's a survival game to some degree because you know food is scarce. Yeah. So, anywho, and with that, thank you very much, and I hope you all have a great day. <laughs>